Hello and welcome to episode 499 of the Leadcast Podcast. I'm your host, Nick the King Cooper. Joining me is Aiden Frost Rockarts. Hey, how's it going? And Colton Blue Basket Sweat. Well, baby, I'm so excited for Jeopardy next week. Boys, hell yeah. We are 499. That's such a big number. That's big. Yo, uh, on this week... That's how many episodes it took to get to the first arc of One Piece. (laughs) True. We're halfway through One Piece. Um... No, 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 no. The first arc. Of, <laughs> oh, okay. There are 499 One Piece arcs. Oh, I see. Okay, so we've got several thousand to go. Yeah, yeah. Thousands of episodes left. Uh, we've got a little bit of lead cast news, a lot of new news, one starry. Uh, we've got a little guaranteed guffaw from Aiden. Um, we're going to do competitive league section, uh, roundtable, and then close it out with our emails. Uh, reminder, I'm going to say this, preface the show before this. Next week is episode 500, and we're not going to be answering a ton of like typical emails. Uh, if you want to send them more league cast focused versus like League of Legends focused, um, we'll probably read those next week. Otherwise, we'll save them for 501. Um, so, yeah, let's get uh, let's get down to it. We've got a... Uh, um, Got a lot to talk about. Aiden, how was your week? My week was good. I hit Master Chair. Poggers! Congratulations, Whoa. my man. Whoa. Master, no, I, I, I hardly know her. I grinded a lot. I played like uh, did, 70 games of League over the last two weeks. That um, was your third all... series, right? Third series? Mid-game. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, play, I played in D1 all week. I never got down to D2. I just played a lot of D1 games. Um, got up to into series. Uh, went one and three. Lost it. We were really, really sad uh went down to like 20 points back up to like 80 points down to like 50 points back up to series went zero three in that series i uh, <laughs> felt pretty sad about it uh back down to like 20 points back up to like 80 points and then i did this thing where i lost and won a game like on off for like i think 10 games in a row um i started playing support during that time i picked up smoking mm-hmm. uh I, <laughs> no, but, <laughs> I was just so out of it at that point dude like uh yeah. I, I started playing support and when i play like when i'm like playing tom kench when you play top i'm like super into it i'm like whatever when i'm playing support i'm fully leaned back in my chair like super <laughs> far away just fucking autopiloting dude i just don't give a fuck um and i was just having fun i was just playing i just needed to grind out games because i knew that i could just like um like if I played enough, I knew I'd hit back, get back into series and that I could try hard my series. So I was mm-hmm. just fucking sitting back in my chair, listening to music, listening to podcasts, not really fully paying attention to the game, just playing support. Cause that's like probably all you really need to do to like maintain the same win rate, uh, playing funny. support. Um, and I eventually got back into series and I, uh, lost my first game, uh, won my second game, lost my third game, lost my fourth game, my fourth game fucking tilted me out of my skull though. Uh, I got, I obviously you can't get autofilled when you're, uh, in series so therefore your teammates are more likely to get autofilled mm-hmm. um just statistically that's how that works so my top laner goes hey uh can you jungle i, I want top and i go oh i i don't really jungle sorry man so he bans tom kench and he goes hey can i top uh <laughs> you fucking <laughs> that's a chad pussy, move <laughs> you fucking pussy so i give it to him because like i mean he's gonna lose jungle yeah. or he's probably just gonna actually just take top either way right so i give him top he goes one six in lane uh i end the game Oof. two one we surrender at 15 minutes and it's just like oh it's so fucking annoying man um that someone can do that no one would dodge no obviously i can't dodge um mm-hmm. but and then we go into our third game and dude I, I i i talked about it on stream i like went through the vod on stream i've never had such a fucking gold lead 
um, in that game. We were up 10k gold at one point, and then we were down 4k gold. What the um, fuck? <laughs> and we won the game. Wow. Um, every single one of us was so far ahead. We had a fed to lead. We had a fed Katarina. I was fed on Tom Kench. Our bottom lane was fed. We had a Kogma who was scaling. Um, and yeah, we scaling almost threw the TM. game in the shitter. We, the, we got aced three times in their base trying to end the game. <laughs> oh, no. I, I feel like there are games where... You get. I, I was listening to a um, a mid beast video recently, and like mm -hmm. he made the, the comment that like sometimes there are games where you get too fed, and they be like because your team is so fed, it becomes way yeah. harder to win. Like, which is weird yeah. to think about, but absolutely true that like you you have to like oh, really yeah. overextend for the objectives that are on the map, and even with the lead yeah. that you have, it's not enough to just do that. Yeah, yeah, and like, and people get really, really sloppy, mm -hmm. or they they think that, like, they have to keep up that pace. Where it's like, okay, we got all three outer towers in like the first nine minutes. We got the rift herald. Like, we're, we're yeah. up two dragons. We're yeah. up ten kills. Like, okay, you can just stay in lanes, deny like five out of their six jungle camps, and you just win. You just yeah. win. Yeah. But, you can but also instead, just, like, people are like, let's uh, let's go for that huge dive and take that, like, two kills for five deaths, and now yeah. they get a fucking barren <laughs> reset. Yeah, well, like, we got aced at one point where we gave them, like, 3k gold worth of shutdowns and stuff. It was, like, just, it's rough. But um, the main thing that game that I, I showed stream a lot, I, I was going to make a video out of it, but it just didn't really seem like it was that good of a video, Um, was, so, our jungler gets invaded as, like, as Talia by Kha'Zix at level 2, dies, gets her uh, buff stolen, so she's level 2, Kaz is level 3 now, and she just goes, fuck this, I'm done, like, types that in chat, and just spam pings that she's going for bottom scuttle, and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> she's gonna 50-50 the game for the scuttle. <laughs> so, like, as someone who, like, very much, like, is, uh, I'm someone who, like, will give up my lane, I'll just torpedo my lane to get people yeah. ahead and stuff, I just push out my lane and wait to TP. The first frame I see Kazix, I TP bottom, uh, <laughs> we, like, it's a clusterfuck. Their team has three TPs, we have two TPs on our team, so I TP bottom, um, Someone on our team dies, their Kha'Zix dies, um, their mid TPs, uh, their top TPs, our mid walks down, uh, we kill their Syndra, she dies, she TPs back in, their Kha'Zix comes back into the fight, our Talia comes back into the fight after dying. It was like a 12 death fight at like 3 minutes into the game. <laughs> like, That's wild. It was so crazy, but uh, we came out on top because I like knew that my jungler was going to kill herself for... Um, <laughs> early scuttle so i just like, I, prepared for it and th i honest those, to god think that one is the game <laughs> that's so funny those actually. fights are so fun like as yeah. as much of a fiesta as they are the early fights where it's like somebody dies and then tps back into the fight when they respawn <laughs> and yeah. then by the time they die the second time the person who died and didn't have tp has run back to the fight yeah <laughs> you're just like all right let's fucking go and like Everyone else has died except for one person who's like, hell yeah, this is the third time I'm dueling Syndra this fight. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, so that was like mostly my week. I'm really happy I hit Master here. I was definitely going to um, take a small break from League if I didn't hit it. I'm still going to take a break. I just need to like play Decay games in Master Tier until I, I demote. Uh, I'm definitely not going to stay Master Tier for the entire season. Uh, it's way too hard. You have to play a game a day, which is fucking crazy. Um, but I was going to take like a break and then only play Decay games, which is also fine. I think it's a healthy way of playing League. You, just ca you can't just burn out in League. It's so easy to do, and I feel like yep. a lot of people do that and just like like, it's so easy for me that if I, like, failed that series, to just play another 70 games and be D3. Like, mm -hmm. I, I think that's such a possible thing, just because it just burnt out. I mean, like, you saw me autopiloting, playing support. Like, I, I think that's easily, like, something that could happen. But uh, either way, I'm really happy about it. I'm glad I hit my goal of Master Tier. It feels really good. I haven't been Master Tier since Season 7. 
Um, that was even playing like support cheese shit. So uh, I feel really good about it. Uh, sorry about taking up a uh, long yeah. discussion every no, week, though. What about you, Colton? Hey, master is a big accomplishment. You should. Yeah, I feel good about it. <laughs> you should. Um, On the other I'm, end of the spectrum. Hey, <laughs> I'm not a platform zero LP currently. Hey, so that's, nice, dude. That's something. Um, God, low plat is just terrible. It's wild that um, when I play with a like master tier player in, in Trevor we consistently lose games I, I think overall we're still like minus seven or eight so i'm probably just gonna stick to solo um and play like either cheesy 1v9 junglers or i was having a lot of fun with syndra mm -hmm. uh so i might i might jump back to the the mid train for a little bit um i still don't think my mid is as good but it's definitely a lot better than low plat mids and so i can like if I'm not solo killing them, I can at least be up like 30, 40 CS and hopefully yeah. win games that way. Um, I had one game that was really frustrating because I was just like dumpstering Vigar in like a skill way, but like the, the stats didn't look like it because uh, their jungler kept coming by and I'd have to like keep leaving or I'd like die one for one. So I think I was like two and three, but I had like 60 CS on him. Dang, nice. And I was just like, man... This is so frustrating because my jungler just kept not coming anywhere near it. I'm like, it's a Vigar with no flash. Mm -hmm. I'm playing Syndra. Yeah. Like, and you're Warwick. This is not a hard gank. This yeah. is an easy kill every time. Um, but he just didn't want any part of it. But anyway, uh, still been playing Legends of Runeterra. Uh, just started a lab. They added uh, Nami and Pike. Ooh. To the bilgewater Ooh. lab so oh did they okay yeah cool. yeah they just did on the patch that went through like cool. today or yesterday i'll try that uh, so i'm i'm playing through a nami one right now that i have a pretty fucking nasty deck yeah. um oh yeah yeah I'm, I'm just like spamming the shit out of spells basically which is always a good time that's awesome i don't know um, what um what nami does but I'm excited no, to find Nami's out. ability is that every time you cast a spell, it's plus one zero to an ally. Mm -hmm. And then when she's leveled, it's plus two one. Oh, interesting. Um, and then I've got like the thing that's if you cast a spell on a single target, duplicate it on the weakest. Mm -hmm. My Fizz has a fucking Lich Bane, so plus one one on every Damn. spell cast. I, I've got the fucking stupid counterfeit card maker, <laughs> so I get a zero cost burst spell every turn. Hell yeah, yeah, that's um, awesome. And I, yeah, that's and then I've got yeah, it's 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 been fun. So that's always a good time. Um, but I won't talk too much about my Legends of Runeterra, uh, being that we have a, a jam packed show. Uh, condo still working on stuff, getting some uh, baseboards down, a little bit more painting, getting some more floors, uh, but. That is pretty well my week. Don't think anything else big happened, so I will hand it over to you, Nick. Yeah, Poggers. Uh, I'm trying to see when my rank went up, which was... I don't know. Um, well, <laughs> either way, I don't know if I talked about it last week, but I'm D2 now, 15 LP um pretty uh pretty fun exciting i love playing <laughs> support it's so easy this year um it feels like i'm i'm actually playing with decent players 
Um, so we'll see. We'll see where it, where it goes. This is the highest I've ever yeah. been ever. So it's it's wild to me that like you got cucked and stuck in plat last year, and now you're like 300 LP higher than you've or what 200 LP higher than I've ever been. ever been. Yeah. yeah. Well, I I've yeah. been like m- like mid to semi high D4 before, but I, like I've never finished that high. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, even the fact that I'm like 150 LP higher than I've ever been, like. I don't know. It's pretty crazy, but I, I feel like I mean, I'm playing really well this year. So, yeah, you're even higher. Like, so like this season is inflated a little bit, but you're like you're definitely higher than the inflation, like by far. Like, um, I think it's like right now for me hitting master is the same as like middle of D1 last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it's you're you're still crushing it. You're fucking. Aiden, really, really you're well. just saying that so you can say that I'm in gold right now. No, that's I think the inflation nice. only like starts. That's, like, that's not yet, very so kind of yeah, you. Yeah, I, <laughs> I do kind of feel like it only starts like kind of like a high plat i guess yeah like I mean, you can look at like the there. charts comparing last I'm year just, to this year I'm just um, messing. but yeah. yeah it definitely is a little bit inflation but i'll still take my mastery i feel good about it so yeah like I'm not i definitely complain. and this is like a psa like don't let anyone like diminish your accomplishment yeah for sure you know? mm-hmm. like aiden aiden hit master tier that's fucking pog period yeah, it's cool like full stop um, yeah. Also, there, I'm sure there's going to be players in both of their games who call them hard stuck. Yeah. Oh they've my now hit All time highs. So yeah. Like use your hard stuck D4. Your hard stuck D2. Your hard. St- your hard stuck master with only 80 points. You're a dog shit player. Like you have yeah. no idea, Colton. So I I spent a lot, a lot, a lot of time um, playing league, grinding out like ARAMs in, in normal games for, yeah. to finish this pass. It was actually the first pass in a really long time where I finished all of the milestones. I finished all of the quests. Like I'm done with the the pass. I got everything that I wanted, which was just like a shit ton of coven orbs. Mm-hmm. Um, and you wouldn't believe the number of times that I got flamed for like being hard stuck <laughs> in like mid to high diamond with a 60% win rate over like 250 games. Like you're kidding me. There's no yeah. shot I'm hard stuck. And it's just like unranked ARAM only players. Yeah. It's always yeah. ARAM only <laughs> Those players. Those are the worst, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> like, you literally have no idea how the game functions outside of ARAM. Yeah. But oh boy. Um. Anyway, that's it. Uh. Thanks for listening to my TED Talk. Uh, I've been playing a little bit of Persona 4 Golden. Um, Persona has always been a series that has been recommended to me. So I'm finally playing through it. It's, it's very strange, I'll say, um, but pretty good so far. I'm enjoying it. Uh, so I think that's it. Let's jump into the show. We've got two new patrons. Shout out to Noah and Wolfie. Thank you guys so much for your support. We appreciate it a bunch. Aiden, do we have any leak cast news? Yeah, we sure do. We actually have a lot of leak cast news. Oh, uh, the first before thing before is, you is that... jump into that, can I yep. say something real quick? Right um, after reading all the patrons last week, I did get a message from one, the person I almost doxed. It was like, <laughs> hey, I can change my patron name to not my first and last <laughs> yeah. one. Um, so just for all of our patrons out there, future patrons, current, previous, if you, we generally try and avoid it. We're not going to read your full name intentionally. Yeah. If that's your Patreon name, that's what's going on our wall of support. If you mm-hmm. want to change it, you're welcome to. You can put your actual name. You can put your league name. You can make all of your usernames for everything Josh. We really don't care. Yep. What we care about is your support. So uh, if you don't want your full name absolutely never read, maybe you might want to change it. But again, we're going to try and avoid that at, you know, as best we can. That's yeah, it's just stuff that we can like easily edit out as well. But uh, just let mm-hmm. us know if you want to change because it doesn't automatically change. So like 
I have the wall which is a manually updated thing on our website and if you go and change your name from whatever to whatever all that does <laughs> is confuse the fuck out of me <laughs> yeah it, it's very, so just let us know uh, and it makes my life easy thanks pog um cool cast now any leadcast news <laughs> Yeah, so um, the main thing is, is that next week is episode 500, uh, which Woo! is very special to us. Uh, means we've been doing this for way too long, is like the main thing. Um, but anyways, it's going to be a pretty special episode. Uh, probably going to be a little less League of Legends related. Obviously, we'll talk about League news and stuff. Um, but a lot of it's just going to be shooting the shit, having fun. Um, emails, if you want to send in emails, once again, mail at leaguecastpodcast.com. Um, but send them if like they're league cast related. If you want to have an actual League of Legends like type question, maybe hold that off for 501. But for next week, it's more going to be celebration than anything else. So if you want to like send us your favorite memory, or like if you want to uh, just tell us like anything about the podcast that you like, uh, feel free to like just jerk us off next week because uh, it's kind of our celebration week. It's our special yeah. day. It's it's going to be just like Riot's 10 year. We're going to announce a fighting game. We're going to announce a card. Yeah. Game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but it, it'll, it'll be fun overall. Um, so hopefully you guys uh, will enjoy it. Um, definitely a little bit less league related, but it'll be good. And then after the show, um, we're assuming that we're going to record like, say like seven to nine or whatever. Uh, we're planning on doing league cast jeopardy at nine o'clock. I meant to run that by you guys. Is nine o'clock cool by the way? I'm assuming it's cool. Yeah, for you guys. I think that'll be fine. Cause, cause I want to do it after the show. Um, mm-hmm. so nine EST is when we'll be doing Leadcast episode 500 Jeopardy. I put together two Jeopardy boards uh, as long uh, as well as some fast money questions. Um, so we're going to do that after the show. We have some special guests and it'll be like a lot of fun. I also, uh, I posted on our Discord a lot in our announcements channel. I made a survey, not for you guys, um, but for like our listeners it. to fill out <laughs> um, that has a bunch of like fast money type questions. Like I pulled 100 of our listeners and asked them these questions. And then obviously this is for like fast money like we're whatever whatever uh and then you guys they'll try to guess what your guys's answers are either way there's a survey it's like 15 questions yeah. long go answer it uh, in is and- one of the questions on that survey uh if you had to replace graves the cigar with one other object what would it be <laughs> no there, there's definitely Why? one question that got a lot of flack though that uh i'm fine with i leaking. is that the is it <laughs> Is that the the ship question? Yeah, there's a question. Okay. I, I, I put together like a bunch of League of Legends ships, and people are like, "I don't like this." <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I might, I'm, I, like, I have 15 questions to choose from. I only need five is like the reality for that section. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm just gonna pull the ones that like actually like form into like neat questions. Because the part about fast money is that I can't have the top answer be five people selecting it right because then the max points that yeah. you get is five right mm-hmm. so i if I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll find out good question either way i need people to answer that i have like already have like 90 people to answer it but i want 100 minimum sort of thing so i can like say i've pulled 100 people yeah whatever. you can but also yeah, you can, I mean, we will we, we can talk about the logistics of fast money later yeah yeah, yeah for sure cast yeah. news or episode 500 news uh, I don't think there's anything else too crazy. Uh, I know we have, like, um, our patron episodes coming out in, like, a week or two. Uh, our first one, then our second one comes out at the very beginning of October. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll probably um, record a new one sometime next month. But Yeah, yeah. as of recording this show, uh, all of the U.GG profile reviews for last month are done. I was a little behind on those, but they're all out there. So if you were wondering where yours was on, like, the third, it's out there now. Um and your Tom Kench guide came out. Uh, I don't think you talked about it a whole lot on last show, so. Yeah, I forgot to talk about it last show, but uh, yeah. <laughs> it's no, okay, it's a... I, I shipped it at the very fucking end, man. I, yeah, I segued uh, yeah. into it. 
Yeah, but no, I put out a Tom Kench guide on our YouTube channel. Uh, it's doing pretty well for the most part, but now it's a certified master tier guide. Um, so you guys can go check that out. Uh, that none was of a my certified have banger. Really... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Certified banger. Um, no, but I've been putting out like a fair bit of decent content on our YouTube channel that I've been yeah, enjoying. So been uh, hopefully you guys can uh, go check out our YouTube channel. I put out a video where like I went, I did a quiz of identifying lead characters from 16 pixels. That was a lot of fun. You How guys did you do on that, that by the way? I think I got 128 or something out of 150. The main nice. problem is that they only give you eight minutes to do it. So that's like oh, the hard I see. part. Mm. Wow. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. I put out a lot of fun stuff, though, so you should go check that out. Our YouTube channel's kind of, like, bopping a little bit, so. Hell yeah. Little, little poggy-woggy. Yes. You gonna tell them to don't forget to subscribe and <laughs> smash that like button and yeah, really. ring no, the but, bell? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I enjoy play, putting out content. If you guys ever want to put out content, feel free as well to upload stuff. It's just kind of, like, where we th just throw shit, so mm -hmm. it's fun. Yeah, I'm gonna build a compilation of me uh, slowly falling into despair every time I try and stream and I lose four <laughs> games in a row. Yeah, classic. You can just watch the, the light in my eyes just fade. Yeah. Pog. Oh. Cool. Um, let's jump into the new news. We've got a lot to talk about. So Vex the Gloomist is out. You can check out our champion trailer. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. I don't think it kind of reveals a lot as to what her abilities do um i i kind of found it a little uh lacking in that department uh, but fortunately her ability reveal also came out um which we can talk about really quick uh her passive is doom periodically she becomes empowered by doom causing her next ability to uh basic ability to interrupt dashes and fear enemies and it has another portion when a nearby enemy dashes or blinks, they become marked with a gloom. Her next basic attack against a marked enemy detonates the mark, dealing bonus damage and refunding part of Doom's cooldowns for the first part of it. Her Q is Mistral Bolt. She launches a wave forward, dealing magic damage to enemies it passes through. Uh, after a short delay, the wave accelerates but has reduced width. She detonates gloom on any marked target it hits. Uh, her W is Personal Space, which is a pretty good name, I feel like. <laughs> um, she gains a shield and it makes a shot a shockwave that deals magic damage to enemies around her. Uh, it detonates gloom. Uh, e is looming darkness. Her shadow flies to a location, increasing in size as it travels. Uh, on arriving, she deals magic damage, slows, and marks enemies with gloom, her passive. The ultimate is shadow surge. Shadow flies forward, marking and dealing magic damage to the first enemy champion hit. She can then recast this ability to have Shadow pull her to the marked target, dealing additional magic damage. If the marked target dies within a short time of taking damage from her ultimate, she can cast her ultimate again within a few seconds. So it kind of seems like a uh, very anti-mobile mobile carry. <laughs> so, like mobile assassin. Yeah. But uh, pretty cool. Um, play, play a little fucking Vex Poppy bot lane. You don't get to play the game. True. Yeah. Um, and alongside that came, of course, the Champion Insights, uh, which had a lot of really, really cool information. Uh, I personally think the coolest part was uh, that her original design, uh, she created portals that extended the distance that allied missiles traveled. You'd essentially have Misfortune ults that went double distance, Blitzhook, uh, Blitz crank hooks from out of nowhere, and they were all really scary, really cool experiences that cost multiple years of visual FX budget. Yeah, uh, the, <laughs> so it was they talk so about how cool. like they'd have to redesign every single skill shot in the entire game to yeah. like work with this. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. And then they have a lot of uh, really cool concept art, um, where she essentially has a stand in every single one of these. 
Um, but it's it's really cool. Definitely would check it out. Is there anything else you guys wanted to, to highlight about it? Yeah, the main thing was like the concept art. I thought some of the old designs were like really really cool. They're also I different. really like the it's last like the... one, honestly. Yeah, I think it's G. Yeah. Yeah, they're really really cool though. I like how um they talk about this a lot in it. How like they had this idea for these like arm type things that like mm-hmm. kind of like these shadow arms, but then they realized they're trying to make a fucking mage character and her main feature is giant arms. Yeah. <laughs> like, and they're like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's like, sounds like a lot of like design iterations went through, through this character, like making her kind of like this physical arm type character to this character that extends um, skill shot ranges to now kind of being like a burst mage kind of i guess she's like a burst mage but also like i don't know she's like short range burst mage but also like has tons of mobility um mm-hmm. i don't know she's very interesting we'll, though we'll definitely have to see how how she's played because i yeah. i legitimately don't know it's gonna i think it's gonna be really like uh ratio dependent honestly oh for, yeah. yeah for sure i so. mean just like with any kit release i mean there there are some things you look at and say oh that's gonna be nutty no matter what mm-hmm. and then but there's always the question of numbers, um, yeah. so I'm excited. Uh, Amumu finally has has a friend, kinda maybe, according yeah. to the release video. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's a she's a sad girl and thinks that edgy e boy Viego is cool, even though she should really be uh, interested in Zed because he's way more of a Chad than Viego would ever be. <laughs> she yeah. also calls someone a normie. Yeah, hell <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I think that was the it's funniest like... part of the video. <laughs> it's really well put together though i really like mm-hmm. her like shadow design i think her shadow design is just so fucking like aesthetically yeah. pleasing yeah. But. it is really cool they did a great job with that um another thing that they talked about was like making it obvious which way she's facing because it was really difficult in like testing and initial design to like have a shadow behind her and also know which way she was facing apparently which is like yeah. really interesting and not something that i think a lot of people would even think about at all She's also, like, a small little character in, like, a sweater where you can't really see her yeah. face at all. So, like, that also probably just makes it look like she could be either way. Um, yeah, I think they cited the hoodie as, like, a, a big problem. Like, you can't have a character in, like, a really baggy hoodie without having some clarity issues sometimes. Yeah. That's but. cool. Yeah, I really like her. I think she's, like, a really, really unique design. Hopefully she isn't super annoying to play against. I saw her ratios are, like, relatively low for the most Good. part. But she also has, like, reset mechanics. So who knows how it will work. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. Uh, awesome we have uh another dawnbreaker slash i'm sorry dawn and uh, nightbringer uh event that's gonna be coming up along with some skins um the animation for it was super sick i really one of my favorite cinematics they fucking released it's so cool yeah even though it's like what 40 seconds it's super short but it looks so cool um but we've got a plethora of characters um i can't remember who the far left one is oh um, the, sorry uh, on the on the oh yeah we've got morgana uh kane is getting the legendary uh, as well as the prestige is that right yeah uh i think um, yasuo's no. getting or yon's getting the yeah. legendary but yeah Kane's that's getting right prestige yeah yeah um vex uh as, as well as trindamir not uh lilia lilia they look like <laughs> nami with the staff i think yeah um, it looks like nami yone well, kane yeah. uh, all the skins look super sick i think um apparently the yone one is like actually insanely good it's one of the best um, skins they've made in a while i love the idea of making like these skins that are like between the two like kane makes sense and yon makes sense as both as both absolutely. those characters but oh my god they're so fucking cool yeah the only thing that i really 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 don't like about these skins is red kane is blue 
Yeah. And Blue Cane is red in this one. And I, I think and it's that way in his release skin as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, fucking stupid. That's it makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the the skin that the I understand they're not actually it doesn't have to be blue, but the fact that they're blue orbs and red orbs, yeah. blue orbs make shadow cane. Yeah. Red orbs make red cane means they probably should stick to those color aesthetics. Mm-hmm. I, I think their logic yeah. I think they explained it in the original skin that had this issue was that um it's something that happens once in the game, the transformation. So maybe it will like confuse you for like one time, but it will never confuse yeah. you again. Because he's not gonna change multiple times, but I, I think that might be just an issue in itself. I, I think yeah. it's just like a, a frustrating, like thematic issue. Like you, you, mm-hmm. you know, red cane is, is supposed to be red mm-hmm. and yeah, blue right. cane like is it's, supposed to be blue. <laughs> no, but like the, the way more common way that people know it. And like the moniker is red cane, blue yeah. cane. Yeah. It's not shadow cane and dark and cane. Yeah. In Ross. Right. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Sorry. Yes. Shadow cane and dark and Rost or you know, mm-hmm. whatever. The fuck. Yeah. Like, Nobody calls it by that. They know it is red and blue. And, like, at that point, you kind of just have to stick with it. Yeah. Um, because, like, or just, you know, let the community be mad for a while until they get used to it, I guess. But I, yeah. I don't think that, like, they're vis- visually distinct enough outside of the colors to to not be consistent with the colors. Yeah. But either way, the skins look yeah. super sick. Big fan of them. Um, so cool. They should, they should change it so that when he turns into Rost, he just swaps and it's the scythe wielding a skinny e-boy. <laughs> That'd be so funny. <laughs> Definitely not fucking scythe swinging cane around. Definitely yeah. not Rost. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. That'd be way better. Um, we had the Pentakill event slash album Lost Chapter released today. Uh, I've heard that the music is super sick and i've heard that the event was just kind of okay and weird and jank sometimes uh yeah. so check that out um if you want uh cool let's jump into patch 1118 this is world's patch this is the patch that worlds will be played on and it's a doozy so we're going to kind of go through uh, a lot of the um smaller changes and, and we'll definitely stop for some of the bigger ones um first up is Aphelios, whose basic attack damage has been decreased uh by two Nice. Uh, Ash's uh, <laughs> Ash's volley has been uh it ha- has had its uh in- oh my god. Ash's volley has Aiden <laughs> has had a stroke. He hit master and he's fucking gone now. <laughs> I think it's because I said volley, but then I also wanted to say yeah. W, even though it's the same thing. Ash's W cooldown has been increased early, which is her volley. Yeah. So oh, by four seconds. That seems like break. a lot, That's, but yeah, I'm sure it'll yeah. be it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Camille, passive cooldown is increased early. It looks like from 16 up to 20 at Fuck level Camille. 1 through 6. Which is uh, correct. So, yeah, character's fucking nuts. I don't think this is enough. I, I personally <laughs> think that they really need to decrease the amount of true damage her fucking Q mm-hmm. does. It's yeah. wild. I don't think it does enough, actually. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. To kill me and all you stand health. for. <laughs> also, just quick note that they did put on this patch is that these changes are targeted at pro play. Yep. Obviously, a lot of them are going to affect all levels, but like Nick said, it's the world's patch. They are trying to get things in order for a competitive level playing field at Worlds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, cool. Draven has a big chat, a big change. Uh, his ultimate now executes based on adoration stacks. So if you have 500 stacks, your ultimate will execute any character that gets hit below 500 health. Um, yeah. Which is, I, I don't, I don't think it's going to be a big change, but it's really interesting that like there is a strategy to where 
you don't want to get a kill and ruin your adoration stacks until a big team fight where you can just like one hit someone. Yeah. <laughs> like it's I don't I don't like, think it's a it's a viable strat, but it's interesting. So I I don't think it's like crazy for a Draven to get 300 stacks. I think anything that has 300 is like just yeah. like a fantasy or whatever, but say it's 300. Is if if his like first part of his ult does 200 and the second part of his ult does 200, like that means he can kill for someone from 700. Like uh yeah, I guess so. Cuz the second part has it, it's like what it brings them down to. Like yeah, if, true. Uh, but like that's a that's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot, yeah. Uh, It'll be either I, I, it's more of a gimmick for sure. But I just don't mm-hmm. want there to be a playstyle where you purposely don't get a like. Obviously, you'll get a kill, but like you purposely farm up for a fight so yeah. your ult does more. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's weird. Like I, I understand the execute idea. Like it makes sense for Draven, but it's weird that it seems like they're going one to one with it, and like. They could really easily like cap it or have a lower ratio or like they could go a lot of ways with it that don't feel so weird off the bat. Again, I don't think it's going to make any like major difference to actual gameplay. Um, I I mean, maybe the level six power spike will be different because typically if you're just farming to level six, what you're going to have like a hundred stacks yeah, 100, 125, something like that, max. Yeah, somewhere like. somewhere around there. So, like, having an extra 100 damage on your kill attempt at level 6 is pretty big. Or, like, the, the fringe case of, like, I don't know, fucking top lane Draven just power farming the first, like, 15 minutes, <laughs> waiting for one fight to bring out his 400 stack R. Like, that's, that's really nothing. Um, I, I think it's really just like that first level six fight that could be frustrating where it's like he's already strong enough early. Does he need an extra hundred damage on that? Yeah. Like, yep. I, I don't think it's annoying to look at an item like collect, like an item like collector, you go, oh, that item's actually not that good. It's like annoying sometimes that you get executed by it, but like this is that maybe on crack, but mm-hmm. we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Collector is what? 25 HP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 5%, 5%, yeah. yeah. Oh, is it well, 5%? Yeah, it's 5%. Okay. Uh, Dr. Mundo, his R now grants bonus health on cast instead of healing for missing health, and the healing over time has been decreased later. It's uh, cool. So yeah. that first chunk is not going to be fucked by Grievous ones? Is that... He's, he's yeah, his, his initial HP gain is going to be uh, more Just, standard. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, the the overall healing will be kind of the same ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so he, he gains overall, bonus yeah. health instead of healing. So yeah, that that yeah. first cast is not going to be reduced by Grievous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. Yep, Fizz. Yeah, so Fizz's uh, passive damage reduction is increased against basic attacks, and his W base damage is increased, and his R damage is decreased. So some some changes overall. I think this will overall be like. I don't think much will change for the character. I think his W getting extra damage is nice, but his R actually lost a decent amount of damage. Mm-hmm. Cool. I, I only think it's like a little problematic that they're shifting a lot of... Well, not even a lot. They only added 10 damage to all ranks. Yeah, I think this is fine. Yeah. This is a good change. Uh, I, I could see this actually leading back to more of like the tank bruiser fizz. Yep. Mm. Uh, I, I don't think it'll like hard shift it in that direction, but like... With how good Sunderer's been, this flat damage reduction versus basic attacks, like, I, I could see it happening. I, I don't know if it necessarily will, but I, 
It is I'd only say look eight. out for it. Yeah, it's um, still eight plus two percent, but still, yeah, I, I mm-hmm. can see that being like enough to change some stuff. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, gangplank base health and health growth is increased. Nice. Uh, Jace passive duration decreased. A little bit less movement speed for him when he changes forms. Mm-hmm. Nice. Jinx. Um, Jinx. Oh. Jinx. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Jinx's Q mana cost has been reduced for fish bones. Fuck. Uh, Kaisa's E cooldown is reduced late. Why never buff her? Never buff that character. <laughs> I actually think that's world's badge. Only, only nerf Kaisa ever. This has to be S tier. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Callista, our knockout duration is decreased at early ranks. World's patch, we can't have Callista there. <laughs> True. Uh, yeah. Uh, Karma is getting some base armor increased, and her E uh, base shield is being increased as well. Are there? World's is there patch, a character who? Karma. Is there a character who gets like buffed and nerfed more than Karma, like individually? Because no. I, I think feel she's like a nightmare to balance, though. I mean, she absolutely is, but it, it's just, it's just, it feels like every patch she's getting nerfed and every patch she's getting buffed, like. She's in a constant, like, I don't know, perpetual swing. Uh, anyway, Kog'Maw, her, his e, AP scaling is increased. A little buff to the AP uh, AP dog. Mm-hmm. Yep. Lee Sin, base attack damage has been decreased by two. They really missed Ooh. an opportunity here. True. So it's 68 now. If you, yeah. It's a, a funny number, almost. It's a funny. Um, Lilia, Lilia's health regen has increased. Her passive healing on large monsters has increased, and her Q and E cooldowns are decreased. I, th- we're gonna talk about Lily in my uh, quick two minute Aiden's OP <laughs> sleeper picks, but uh, I think Lily is strong right now. Um, Spoiler, so, no, well, me too, Aiden. Yeah. Q Q and E <laughs> cooldowns went up. You said decreased. Oh, sorry. That wait, Q and E cooldowns wait. decreased is what it says. Yeah, they're definitely it both says- down. It says. Five point five to six point five. Uh, sorry, five point five. Wait, does yeah, that is that is up for Q. Yeah, so they said decreased in the the fucking blurb, but it's five point five up to six point five and ease down. Well, it's stack passive duration. stack duration. Yeah, I don't even. This so, is weird. Okay, so she keeps <laughs> her movement speed longer. Oh, when she Qs. Yeah, and her E cooldown is decreased. Is that, <laughs> yeah, so her e is okay. decreased and her Q stack duration is increased, which Increase. is a buff. So they're they're all yes. buffs. It's just that's a there's a uh, with billion them. dollar that's company, by the way. way it's such a weird way to phrase that. Yeah, it's terrible. I mean, like, it's, yeah. just, it's just poorly. It's bad. It's not even like yeah. weird. It's just yeah. bad. I was just wrong. Yeah. They're just obviously miss, missed missed yeah. it. Yeah. Something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, buffs to Lilia, a character who's already pretty damn good. Misfortune. Yeah. Number of ultimate waves is increased. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. They got a buffer up to Lucianar levels, man. <laughs> 47 <laughs> waves. 40, yeah. Culling is in. It does so much damage. It does yeah, so much does damage. It does like 5k. I was playing rank. as like a full fucking tank with 300 armor, and he was melting me. It was so awful. I think I got to 5 item Lucian in the game that I played him, and my ult was doing 4,100 uh, physical I think damage. Ulting Baron is the right call mm-hmm. as him. Like, I, I think it's so good. Like, so. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I need to play some Lucian. Uh, but anyway, Morgana, E cooldown, decrease, worlds, baby. Ugh, I hate this change. I yeah. hate this change. I already yeah. think you could... I Unironically, I think you could get to gold playing E only Morgana. Don't put any other points in any other abilities. They don't fucking matter. Just pick Morgana <laughs> and press E on your AD carry on cooldown. And that's yeah. the only thing that matters on that character. Her, her E is really strong, yeah. Yeah. Cool. 
Um, Kiana. So Kiana's getting a lot of changes. I don't know enough about her to like say how these will affect her, but her base uh, attack speed is being increased. Her health regen is decreased. Her Q damage against monsters is increased. Her EQ combo targeting is changed, and her E base damage is decreased. Uh, so, so I've heard overall this is like good changes for Kiana. Like over it'll make her like strong. Her jungle Kiana was a thing like a year ago, so I'm hoping that doesn't come back, but we'll have to see. I don't think it's going to come back. Uh, I do want to highlight the EQ targeting change. Uh, they mentioned that if she, if the target begins a dash or teleport during her EQ buffer, which is the auto aim thing that you yeah. guys hate, uh, yeah. the Q will aim at their last position uh, the champion was at before dashing and teleporting. So it will no longer follow the dash and teleport. That's good. Uh, yeah. And then if you lose vision during the EQ, it will aim at the target's last known position. Yeah, that's good. Um, Those are good changes. Uh -huh. Yeah, so we got a um, we got an email about that, and uh, we, we'll, we'll talk more about it uh, later. But I did want to to highlight the person that wanted to to focus on that particular aspect of it. Cool. That's really so, good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Renekton, Empower W stun duration is decreased. Why? Empower W lockout now matches his normal W lockout time. Is Renekton uh, really that strong? I understand uh, again, like, again, for pro play. Yeah, it's for pro play. Because like you pick Renekton right now because he has a 1.5 second targeted stun. And um, also gets to build Gordrinker, Sterics, and Conqueror. Yeah, but like he's actually dead in pro play for this, right? I, I think... I don't know i don't I think know. So. I, I mean i think so but i feel like he's resilient enough that he survived like other changes you know this one's huge though this is actually like the main reason why like pros pick him is because it's like actually a point and click like super easy to hit stun like yeah yeah i don't know i've taken half a second off of, it, yeah. it yeah. should just it should just scale with with ability rank because currently you you, you level it last and yeah. this would shift like him to be a little bit less mobile uh i believe a little bit less armor pen as well from his empowered e yeah um and, and force him to max w second to get to get yeah. back to the rank that he was at before yeah but i i, I thought it was he's bored I, as fuck for worlds so. he is yeah i mean he's super hype in team fights when he when he comes in like with dominus on yeah um, <laughs> i thought it was so fucking funny that initially so they changed it to the to where the lockout um because you can't like animation cancel it or anything yeah. because that only exists on one character um <laughs> and initially the time it would take you to the the time it would take your character to finish the animation for the empowered sun was longer than the time it actually stunned the character yeah like you would you would malzahar ult yourself for longer than you would malzahar at the target that you're Ulting. yeah before it was just so funny yeah yeah they fixed it now but it's just so funny yeah uh rumble yeah poor renekton for sure uh rumble po bo uh, passive bonus attack speed is decreased early and now scales with level the w cooldown has been decreased and no longer scales hmm cool i like that singed damage dealt during his ult now applies grievous wounds I think I this think is a, a big sick deal. change. Cool. I don't think yeah. I don't think it's a big deal either, but I really like this direction yeah, they're it's going. Cool. Yeah. Now all they need to do is all of the things we mentioned in our singe rework. <laughs> our poison oh. rework, you mean? Yeah. yeah. Holy shit, dude. No, I mean that's that's cool, but if if there was like this plus what we had mentioned in oh 
Yeah. Ooh. Spoiler, if you want to go listen to our patron episode, actually, it's on YouTube now. Just mm-hmm. go listen to it on YouTube. You should uh, still talk about money, though. Yeah, it still yeah. goes a dollar, though. After you've listened to it on YouTube, you go, wow. anything good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? Invest it in Bitcoin and watch it fall? True. <laughs> what happened? Um, it was yesterday, right? Where it lost like 30% of its value. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Um, yeah. It's crypto. Sorry, we'll, we'll keep going. Soraka. Next, yes, Soraka and her R now clears grievous wounds before healing. So I actually think this is a fine change. Um, I think that the the ult, the healing value needs to be reduced if this this effect is going to take place, um, because I think it is problematic that it will remove and then heal for the value it had when grievous wounds did affect it. Um, because mm-hmm. like healing has to be balanced around the fact that like mm-hmm. it you will be cut in half or or like uh, approximately yeah. half. Um, that it can be also. That yeah. that being said, Riot should just remove Grievous Wounds at this point. I, I I don't think I've been spouting this the entire week, the entire two weeks since this like patch preview came out. I only think the way healing like is ever going to be balanced in this game is if you completely and totally remove Grievous Wounds and you balance around healing at full effectiveness all the time, always. Reduce it against minions so you can't full heal from you know a single wave of minions. But yeah. champion healing needs to be like a flat value that you can tune up and down as needed and not yeah. like, okay, well, if you don't build grievous wounds, you just automatically lose the game. But if you do build it, then the character feels bad until you get far enough in the game that grievous wounds doesn't really matter because then a, a healing like play style just feels terrible to play against. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I think that's I the only way for healing to be like not problematic. Just, in the game. just change the grievous wounds from 40, 60 to 50, 80. <laughs> but, then, but then it feels like shitty to play a healing character and then the healing yeah. characters get buffed to mm-hmm. to have higher like healing values and then if you don't and then if you don't buy it it's, yeah, it's shit. kill yourself in yeah. minecraft I, the year is 2030 soraka no longer heals <laughs> <laughs> i don't know man uh, uh, yeah it's this is one that i think they could have gone a much more straightforward route like with mundo that instead of like removing grievous wounds beforehand it could just be that, like, you know, sh- part of it is a true heal, right? Where it's like the first two hundred, or like the base heal, isn't but affected by grievous wounds. It doesn't even, have to be the whole thing. Even yeah. like true heal feels like cancer. <laughs> yeah, that will be a right? thing at some point. <laughs> yeah, no, it'll be a thing eventually. I think. I'm surprised it's not already. Like yeah. honestly, but true, true shield to to stop all the Ugh. people who are buying the fucking uh, serpent yeah. thing. Uh, so unironically, in one of the stupid little mobile and the only stupid mobile game that I play, that's a thing where there's invincibility, there's ignore ignore invincibility, and then there's like, well, this is like true invincibility that you can't ignore. Yeah, it's become so stupid and power creep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. it's crazy. Uh, so anyway, that's Soraka. Next, we've got Talia. Casting Q on work ground now refunds its cooldown. The radius and duration of worked ground has decreased. Unironically, okay, Aiden, put this character in your list. This character yeah. is nasty busted. Uh, so when it, so when it said re, uh, refunds or cooldown, um, it, it used to do this, right, at some point, I think? I don't remember. Or is it always just mana cost, maybe? that's. Maybe I think it's always much. just been mana cost. But uh, when I read that, I was like, damn, it has no cooldown when you're on workaround, so you have to spam Q as fast as you can to throw out mm-hmm. pebbles. Uh, but no, I, I do like it's the half. fact that it's like uh, half. I think it's it, fine. Yeah, that, that's blows. another thing where like this comment makes it seem so much more ridiculous. Where it's, yeah. 
it, it, it gives you back half of the cooldown if you're on worked ground. This is meant to, you know, buff up her jungle a little bit, I think, or... I just in yeah, general, I think... This yeah. is meant for mid. Okay, yeah, because in Wait, the jungle, you're always, you're always yeah. moving. You don't have exactly, to work yeah. around there. Yep. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Uh, she's so never going to be a later again, I think. No. I don't think so. She's too good I, in the jungle. She's support jungle. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Talonge. Yeah, Talon, so his... Q, <laughs> Q base <laughs> damage is decreased late. W now deals bonus damage versus monsters. If cool. there's one character in the video game that I wish didn't have jungle buffs, it would be Talon. <laughs> I think he he functions he functions in a way that like Zach and Hecarim do where where it's or in Evelyn Shaco things like that where it's just like okay this isn't a typical like jungler you can't put your ward down in in normal spots like go fuck yourself because he just changes mm-hmm. the way that the the jungle functions. Give me Blitzcrank jungle buffs. That's what I really need. Yeah, <laughs> that's what yeah. I want, baby. Give me some Nautilus jungle buffs. I don't know. Yeah. Next is, Thr- is Thresh. Uh, his base movement speed is decreased. His E passive damage uh, is decreased early. And his bonus damage per soul is increased. Nice. Okay, little changes for him. Trundle, the slow on his Pillar of Ice has been decreased. Yeah, fuck support trundle. You literally max it as yeah. support trundle. Like 60, uh, 6% boys, or 60, no, 60%. Boys, I played action trundle bot lane versus Soraka Ash, and it was the most fun time I've ever had in League of Legends. There's yeah, sounds no great. counterplay to trundle pillar. Yeah. It's so it's disgusting. Crazy. Uh, yeah. Twitch, ultimate uh, bonus attack damage has been increased. A little, twi- uh, little AD uh, rat buffs. Yep, uh, Urgot is getting his Q cooldown and mana cost decreased, which is nice for him. Yeah, Varus base attack damage is decreased by two. Passive bonus attack speed is decreased early, but it is higher later in the game, uh, scaling up to his current 20% at level 13. Nice. So it, it is just a straight nerf for Varus, two less attack damage and a little bit less attack speed early on. He is the single yeah. best, like, probably character in solo or in a pro play right now yeah he's crazy oh, he's nuts yeah so cool. uh yone w shielding per champion hit after the first is increased so not i mean a small tiny yone buff yeah i would love to see that character in pro play he's just so like his ult's so fucking bad in pro play it's crazy yeah. um last or is it not last uh second last is yumi who got Third a last. passive cooldown is uh decrease her passive cooldown is decreased uh-oh <laughs> Uh, Zed, passive now deals bonus damage against monsters. So I think it already dealt bonus damage to monsters, and now it's even more? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. So, yeah, it's it's now deals 100% bonus damage. Maybe it was plus 50 or plus 75 before. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's just the big, big execute. Um, My biggest issue with it is not so much that I mine jungle Zed, but that that gives him such a strong like steel potential. Uh, it um, is still capped at three hundred. Yeah, which like three hundred is not crazy, but I guess it, like in my head, not only is he gonna like W in and steal your red buff or the dragon or whatever, but then he gets to ulti somebody, potentially pop them and dusk blade away. Like yeah. that's. It, it's it's probably not going to be anything, but that's that's my only issue with like this doing more against monsters. Like if you want to give him strong clear, just like let his E do a little bit more damage for monsters. Yeah. Um, anyway, Zoe, 
uh, E, cooldown decreased. Some Zoya Worlds, baby? Some, Zoya Worlds. Some stupid character, 100 to 0 wing tanks with not even one item? Well, I don't think she can do that now, but... No, I just, I fucking... Zoe's so frustrating when she gets ahead and she just comes out of nowhere and pops you. Yeah. Misses her EQ but hits you with a fucking, like, auto attack for 400. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've got three item changes we'll go through really quick. Both of the uh, finished Hydra uh, items, Ravenous and Titanic, will no longer uh, cleave off of turrets, so you won't pull aggro from just having Hydra. Uh, and Umbral Glaive's cost is decreased and lethality is decreased as well, so better for supports. Uh, mm -hmm. in champs who need that early boost mm -hmm. uh predator Man, that's has sad. that's sad that the fucking hydra doesn't work on towers anymore no 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 no. To... no 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 so the bonus damage does work on turrets the only thing that doesn't work is the the cleave yeah colton means well, hitting tower and also clearing wave i think is what he's like talking about yeah, yeah. i mean you can't do yeah. both at the same time which yeah. is i think fine because it also means you don't auto grab yeah, it's definitely a turret buff, aggro but... yeah that's fair yeah um, Predator, uh, it's ramp up time has been decreased and the max move speed has been increased. This is kind of scary. I feel like it's it's kind of right on the fringe good. of being yeah. good. Predator Nation, baby. I know Galio's already Don't taking it, that. and I feel like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh oh, say it. uh oh! <laughs> Go edit that out. Stop the podcast. Turn off the cameras. Um, and I feel like uh like a Jungle Gragas. It's really good on as well. So we'll see. It's yeah. it's cool. Dude, Jungle Nautilus is another one that I think Predator is just fucked on. Yep. Mm -hmm. Cause he's a character that it's just like if he decides that he's camping your lane, what 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 are you gonna do about it? That's true. Literally, what are you gonna do? He's gonna CC you for six seconds. Yeah. I forgot Nautilus got jungle buffs a while ago. Yeah, stupid. Um, there's a Void Clash uh, this upcoming weekend and the weekend after. Nice. Um, no, I'm sorry. There's only one. Two weeks from now, September 18th and 19th, but you can form your team next weekend. Ah. Uh, match history, web match history, uh, the Riot provided one is offline uh, because no one used it because it was bad compared to the party really websites. It was really bad. Um, didn't even load half the time. Uh, a ton of bug fixes. Uh, and then, uh, of course, the upcoming Pentakill uh, skins, the Dissonance of Pentakill Viego, uh, and Hextech Tristana. Hell yeah. So One bug cool. fix that I do want to mention in here that I thought was hilarious. Viego can no longer access Orn's passive Living Forge to forge items while possessing him. Yeah. I think that this is just building items, not getting the upgrades. Is that correct? So the way it would work, Colton, is you could turn into Orn and you could upgrade his mm -hmm. teammates' items. Oh, you could. You could do both parts of it. Yeah, so like, but it would, so like, if a teammate had an item that they didn't want to upgrade it, you could just upgrade it for them. <laughs> yeah, but I, I also think Colton's mm -hmm. maybe right, where like, Orin has the passive where you can just build items outside of lane. Oh, I don't Or yeah. in, in lane. So I don't, I don't know, because yeah. I, I know a while ago they, they did say that the, uh, like, mythic item upgrade was an intended mechanic yeah, and goofy, not just like yeah. a bug. Although oh, it would wait. not surprise me if they, if they like, flipped it back. So he can still he can still upgrade his teammates' items if he not his teammates the enemy Orn. teammates. Oh, so you turn into Orn, you kill Orn, and then you can upgrade Orn's teammates' items. Wait, really? That's how okay, it works. Yeah, I thought it was oh. you could upgrade your own teammates. I think maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm smoking something. I thought it was that uh, because yeah. I, if it if it's your teammates' items, I think it's actually OP. Like, but I thought it was yeah, the other no, way it's, around. 
It's fucked if you get to upgrade your whole team's items by but killing Orn. If you click on someone as Orn, then it doesn't make sense that you'd be able to upgrade them because you're attacking. I don't know. Either way, uh, so maybe someone, someone can fill us in. Yeah. But uh, I know either yeah, way, like, they, yeah, they said that one was intended. I just assumed it was that way because, like, otherwise I think it would be OP. But uh, it's cool that they removed the uh, foraging stuff because that was probably a little bit strong. You pentakill their team, turn into Orn, build a full fucking item. <laughs> yeah. So you pentakill their team, you fucking buy your GA, and you just keep going. Oh, that'd be crazy in the middle of a fight you... Yeah, buy a GA. That's crazy. That'd be really cool. I don't know if but, you'd have the time to do that because you have to be out of combat and build it, right? But mm -hmm. I mean, it, obviously uh, you can if like they remove that, or else like you'd assume. Dude, that. Viego could though. He just I, I mean, the fucking I, mist for twelve seconds. Well, I mean, like yeah. not in a not in a like big team fight, like in a lane. Yeah, sure, I can understand that. Like not in a, gank, in a team but... fight, use AFK and build a GA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, how do you <laughs> feel about um? You guys feel about the uh, Pentakill skins? being different but also using the same cast of champions because i feel like i so as soon as i saw this i went to reddit because hey guess what guys pentakill good kda bad yeah. Uh, yeah, and it was not <laughs> it was not difficult to find comments saying i cannot believe riot is releasing Pen uh, kda 2 with the yeah. same exact characters what a money grab and then i go to the pentakill thread and that sentiment does not exist at all yeah, and I, I, I posted that before even, like, looking at Reddit. Like, I posted it in our Discord. I'm like, oh, this is kind of weird that they're just remade. They're yeah. just redoing these. Uh, I'm like, is this the first time they've done it? People are like, no, no, they did it for, like, Pentakill. Sorry, they did it for K KDA. I'm like, I guess that's, yeah, I guess that is the exact same thing. But I definitely remember there being backlash with the KDA one. But Yeah, and I don't I don't see that with the Pentakill one. So I'm just curious yeah. to see what... I'm mean, sure there is, think. but it's just less. It's definitely less. Mm -hmm. I, I think people in general don't like KDA, um, and p there's a definitely a cult following for Pentakill. Uh, yeah, for say. sure. Yeah, for I sure. I would say also there's there's maybe something to be said about like from the start KDA was more of a money grab air, air quotes because like in reality it was just something that was really good and designed to be highly profitable as yep. well. So like sure it's it's a money grab in as much as the fucking like farmer selling you corn is a money grab, <laughs> um, but like I, I feel like when Pentakill first came out years and years and years ago it was like much more the sentiment of like they just made this because they thought it was cool. Yeah, it was cool right? and goofy. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, where like th there was intent from KDL along like not only is this going to be cool but it's going to be very very profitable. And so, like, Pentakill 2 versus KDA 2 skins is, like, yeah, I, a lot I more of that. But, yeah, yeah there's, there know, is man. a definitely a difference, right? Like, you definitely have a team of, like, a marketing staff figuring out that, like, Ari is a very profitable character. Whereas, they definitely just threw together fucking people who were, like, kind of metal characters. Yeah. No, nobody in the marketing team said, you know what's going to sell skins? Yorick. Yorick. Yeah. <laughs> Yorick. People yeah, I, love I Yorick skins. I, I think that's fair. I think that's a really good like uh opposite side to look at from that. What if we what if we turn his fucking shovel into a guitar? Yeah. People that's would fair. buy that, right? <laughs> anyway, cool. uh so that I think uh we talked about the whole event with the album for that, so that's pretty much the world patch, right? Yeah, yep, that's, that's World's patch. patch. That's uh, new news now that we're an hour into the show. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. Let's fucking get through the five stories real right quick. This one's from Jazzy. He says, fantastic team and community. Five stars. Five stars for you, Jazzy, for sending one in. Uh, the podcast is a hit thanks to our resident hard stuck plat mid laner. That's me, even though I don't mid lane that much. The impeccably rude Diamond Leona abuser. 
And the Chad Diamond Frog. Aiden's not even diamond, diamond. anymore, Oh, my man. God. This is fucking... Write a new Idiot. fucking uh, yeah. review. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Send us another one that's better. Yeah. Uh, come join us Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern sometimes in the Discord channel for Community Night. 6 p.m. This amazing pod kept me going when I considered quitting. Well, you don't got to fucking blame that on us, man. Yeah. Exactly. We're uh, sorry that we kept you. <laughs> we're sorry that you still play League. We, I, I apologize from the bottom of my heart. Am I impeccably rude? <laughs> oh, yeah. You're the worst. Okay, Yuck. sorry, guys. You're Yucky. mean, dude. Yucky. You're a Leona player. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. so that's our five-starry. Uh, feel free to send us those so we can read them, and that really helps the podcast do well. Got to yeah. get that engagement. Cool. Uh, next, we have a, a bi-weekly, which is called Aiden Sleeper OP Picks, um, because I played 80 or so games of solo queue over the last two weeks, and I found stuff that I think is sleeper OP that people don't play. And I'm saying, just go into a ranked game and just queue this shit up, and you'll do well. You don't need to look into <laughs> it. Just play it. Um, so number one, Tank Lilia Top. This shit is fucking bussin'. Uh, no, I, I think I think it's OP. I only saw it once, but I then played it against Nick in a community night, which, God, once again, that, that, that was a worst. mess of a game because, like... I would say we had about 18 ganks in our lanes, uh, Nick. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I, I think the sentiment is still there. Like in my D1 Master Tier ranked game, this second, third time Lilia player plays tank top Lilia into a Camille, dies to her four times in lane because she plays Lilia like shit, builds Frozen Heart, and then kills her like seven times in lane. Uh, so the way you play this is you just go tank top Lilia with Conquer, build into Frozen Heart, and then into Rift Maker, and then into whatever tank items you want, and you just kill everyone um because she ha she has her q on like a zero cooldown you have zero mana costs um especially with frozen heart uh this is only good in ad tops obviously but frozen heart is fucking but busted uh warden's mail is the best component in the entire fucking game right now um yeah it's fucking crazy i played it into nick and i don't think nick got to have fun so it, it, uh, it wasn't fun that i was playing camille and you played uh lilia and there was zero chance that i could ever kill you or do anything yeah like it, it just became uninteractive as soon as you got uh uh, Warden's Mail. Yeah, so uh, I would recommend trying this, especially since Lilius got crazy buffs. Her E got buffed, her Q got buffed, um, her ratios got buffed. Uh, try this out. Like, really, just go Frozen Heart, top lane Lilia into any tank. any Not any tank. and in, Into any melee AD character, and you'll yep. do well. I think it's fucking so mm -hmm. easy to play, too. Any character that uses auto attacks, it's yeah. probably going to be good. Uh, next yep. uh, is a mid-slash top pick. It's Samira. I played against two Samira one tricks uh, this past um, like couple two weeks, and one of them was a top Samira main, and one of them was a mid Samira main, and they were both master tier now. <laughs> so uh, yeah, this character is fucking crazy for solo lanes. What a surprise! The best, like the most, not the best AD carry. I would say the most the AD carry that can do the most things um, is also a good solo laner. Uh, she's pretty mm -hmm. fucking safe. She has really good engage. Um, if she gets a billion gold and a lot of XP, her, I mean, her ultimate also is super reliant on level. Like you need at least rank two for it to do anything. Her rank one ultimate kind of blows. <laughs> it's so bad. Um, so like, I, I don't know. It makes a lot of sense. She's kind of crazy. She's kind of like a Katarina, like mid to late game. Um, and I, I think she's really, really insane. You just build her like typical Samira too. Like I was talking to Trevor. He's like, Oh, that you build her like bruiser. I'm like, no, you just build her like an 80 carry. You build shield bow into like just reg your regular items. Uh, that, kind of that being said, I do think um, there is room for like a Bruiser Samir build in yeah. like lanes that are a little bit tougher or games that are a little bit tougher. I played uh, a Ram Samira. She doesn't have any buffs or nerfs on that, so she deals like full like 100% damage, yeah. doesn't take any extra. Uh, and I went like Gore Drinker into uh, Ravenous Hydra, Death Dance, 
uh, grudge and uh, uh, steel, uh, um, like steel caps versus yeah. Kiana Zed. I, I was, I, I still did a million damage. There's actually no ranged penalty for Gore Drinker, which oh. I thought it, I, I think is really oh. weird. That's really um, weird. Yeah. But it makes sense if for a character you want to be close, yeah. Yeah, exactly. For a character who wants to be in melee range a lot of the time, it's super sick. Um, so yeah, I I would definitely recommend checking that out. I had a lot of fun uh, playing it. But yeah, for I, sure. I, I've I've been saying for a little bit now that I think Solo Lane Samir is actually like pretty decent. Yeah, cool. Uh, and then last but not least is I, I had the pleasure of seeing this twice in my games. Uh, it was someone who is playing Heimerdinger for like the first time, and he played it support both games and. Based off a two-game sample, I think Heimerdinger supports fucking OP. <laughs> it's so crazy. This guy played Heimer like shit. He mostly just went for cheese bush plays. Um, level one both games. He ran mid and put down all three turrets in the mid tower to like do, f- I think fourteen damage Six to damage. mid tower. <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, he's like, "This is a good strategy." And I'm like, "I don't know, man. <laughs> it just seems like you let yourself maybe die." Um, but no, I think it's actually crazy. I think Heimerdinger is definitely one of those characters where he has the, one of the lowest player rates in the game. And because of that, not enough people play him and they really don't understand how much fucking damage he does. Um, so maybe it's like, because people don't know how to play against him. Maybe it's because he does too much damage, but holy fucking shit. I, I really want to try Heimerdinger support sometime this week. Uh, it seems really fucking strong. He does so much fucking damage. <laughs> yeah. The character just shits out damage with Leandrews too. Yeah. And his, his, um, ulted, um, grenade is really, really good as like support tool. It's like yeah, really you, you get to use ultimate grenade or like in in like more I don't know close range like yeah. just putting out your your turret which does a shit ton of damage as well. It's not a bad call. Yeah, it's really cool. I'd recommend trying all three of those things. Those are my sleeper OP picks for the week. Mm-hmm. Cool. Pog. Uh, let's jump into what competitive league section. Yeah, it'll be pretty quick this week. Um, mostly the main thing is that it hasn't been confirmed by Riot, but it's been confirmed by like a couple different uh, esports like uh, news outlets that Worlds will be in Iceland, and it will be from October fifth to November sixth. It's a slightly uh, small, uh, shorter schedule than usual. I think they're condensing a couple days worth of games together. Um, but yeah, it's going to start on October fifth, leaked uh, allegedly uh, until November sixth, um, which is the finals. So it'll be fun. Pog. And then uh, other bit of news is Captain Flowers won't be casting Worlds. He's taking like a personal break. Uh, he has like some stuff going on. A lot of people like want him to cast. Like a lot of like Riot people want him to cast. So it's not like he has a bad relationship with Riot or anything. It's just he needs a personal break, which I think is really cool. He went into like kind of detail on his Twitter about it. And I thought it was really cool that he was able to talk about stuff like that. Yeah, I'm glad he jumped out ahead of it. So we didn't get like, I don't know why Riot isn't letting Captain Flowers cast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so. they definitely like made that a precedent before that they're kind of a little... A little weird about some stuff, uh, especially with like the uh, Zyrene stuff from a couple of years back. But uh, yeah, mm. yeah, I think it's cool that he talked about stuff. Pog, definitely, yeah. Um, so we're into roundtable. Yeah, so we'll crush right through this. So last week's question was, if you were in League of Legends, what would your passive be? From our Twitter, got one from Soda. He said, I would gain a stack of tilt. Tilt stacks are gained through deaths, missing CS, and <laughs> losing tower plates at twenty stacks uh, each. Uh, sorry, at 20 stacks, each CS that is missed will take away an amount of gold from the minion uh, uh, as the minion missed. Uh, and at 50 stacks, each death will give the enemy member... Uh, oh sorry, every member of the enemy team a kill. Holy shit. So it just tilts you more and more as the game goes. <laughs> That's crazy. Wow. From our Facebook, we got one from Kyle. He says, I'm a pretty uh, big guy who doesn't like to fight unless provoked, so a percentage of damage received would be converted into MR and armor. <laughs> after, a cap, it re- removes, after a cap, it removes all the bonus armor and magic resist uh on 
removes all bonus armor masterist on Q to deal uh, bonus damage and heal a percentage of armor removed. Increase armor and MR by one per burst. So you can kind of burst your MR and uh, armor into like a big burst move. It's cool. That's cool. Uh, then we got a couple from our Discord. One from Camrio. Uh, it says, my passive would be called Etch-A-Sketch, or whatever the non-branded name of that toy would be. <laughs> and it would clear all current effects on my character, both buffs and negative effects, once every couple minutes, since I forget everything all the time. Uh, helpful against a very heavy CC comp, but absolutely not a not as a jungler, since you wouldn't be able to hold on to blue or red buff. I like it cleansing your buffs. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, Gearbox Dragon said, ADHD. Every 10 minutes, a random thing on Summoner's Rift is marked, plant, jungle, camp, champion, structure, etc. Until you interact with that mark... Uh, until you interact with that mark, have reduced stats. Uh, once interacted oh, with, gain Jesus. bonus stats until the next mark appears. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. That's funny. <laughs> and then last one is from Armus. He says, uh, Gachapon, I can't control the items I buy when I start the game or go back to base. I'm given random items based on how much gold I currently have. I can also... Uh, I can... I also can give one dollar to the Leadcast podcast every month because I have to feed my gacha addiction. <laughs> That's funny. That's great. This week's uh, roundtable question, though, is uh, this one's a special for episode five hundred. What is your favorite Leadcast memory slash moment? Pog. Uh, I think mine is probably always going to be um, either episode one fifty, which I believe was the very first um, like big celebration episode that i was on where we had a lot of the original cast back even though that was so long ago um where uh, 150 I, you, was a good one you man. have to you have to go back and listen to it because we had someone who used to do the lore predict the lore of characters that had come out just by looking at the splash art and he fucking nailed it yeah, yeah. Um, that that segment is I, i'm totally with you like gotta be one of like it, the best it's segments, so I think. good just pure like yeah it's insane how fucking well Nick killed that. Yeah, um, Nick Dijanova, not you, Nick. You're and then I think uh, right I think him. the the live episodes that we did um, were always uh, always fun. Mm-hmm. So yeah, how about you guys? Um, I, I mean, for me, like all of the meetups that happened in person have a special place in my part. Like meetup one, obviously, was great because it was the first meetup. And then, like, the second meetup, I think, was the year that Aiden and I fucking stayed up late into the night talking about fucking boys. Season 1 League of Legends during Season 3 League of Legends. Yeah. Aiden, did you say boys? Yeah, it's a joke. Yeah, we <laughs> were, were talking just, like, about girls staying up. Yeah, just a yeah no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, those, those are two that are really, really up there for me. Um, so, Aiden, what you got? Uh, mine's probably, like... Uh, anything like bigger that I put together, I'm not trying to like jerk myself off, but I really enjoyed Jeopardy no, last time. Even though it was like kind of uh, like I don't know, it was it was kind of a little janky, but it was just fun. I love putting together bigger things. I would love to do like more community events. Uh, I have some a couple ideas in the pipeline, so uh, we'll see how those goes. But I really nice. enjoyed Jeopardy. Hopefully, next week's will be uh, just as good. <laughs> Hopefully, hell yeah, I'm it's looking forward to it. Or it'll be bad, and we'll just forget about it. <laughs> we won't do it. Hell again. yeah, <laughs> we'll just delete the episode after yeah. we record it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you already tell them where they can send in their roundtable responses. They can hit us up on Facebook or Twitter at Leadcast. Send us an email, mail leadcastpodcast.com, or come into our Discord and post in our roundtable section. That's leadcastpodcast.com slash Discord. Pog, let's jump into Mail Fight. 
Uh, dear Doctors Leadcast, uh, just wanted to toss a little anecdote about last uh, the email last week about how old is too old for League. Uh, my friend and I work at a hardware store in different departments. He noticed one of the customers uh, he was talking to was an older lady, late sixties, early seventies, who was rocking a League lanyard. They were waiting for her con- uh, contractor, so he tried to make some small talk. Hey, do you play League? Wordlessly, she reaches into her bag, pulled out a Challenger jacket, then explained that she has hit top one hundred. At first, he didn't believe her, but then her contractor got there, and she cussed him out for a good long while, so it's, she seems chally to me. Thanks for reading my <laughs> sopping wet email butt stuff. That's crazy. That reads like a uh, like a copy pasta. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, hey, that's awesome. Thanks for the email butt stuff. Mm-hmm. Next one is from Burn One Nun. Uh, yo, my dudes, happy Wednesday from your Vel'Koz main. I liked your discussion on a recent episode about jungle champions and why buffing clear speed can be problematic for those champions because of the way it can snowball in that role. Got me to thinking that this problem already happened before and the solution was turret plating. I know the turret plating overall isn't perfect, but we can all agree that it at least incentivizes the champions who don't roam to push harder for resources. Can't quite figure out the perfect solution, but I have a couple ideas to do the same with jungle. My first idea would be to have a mob that might start on one end of a jungle and walk through to the other side and disappear, so if you stay in your jungle longer, you can grab it while you're still clearing to give you a slight bit more gold, or even give you a little buff that helps you clear faster. The other idea I have would be similar to the 3v3 idea you mentioned, which is some kind of system where if you stay in your jungle long enough, you can claim a shrine or gain a passive against jungle monsters that the team could fight for. I'll admit I don't have a fully formed idea yet, but I think that Riot has made some strides to fix the issue of roaming mids with turret plating, and I'd like to see a similar approach to different jungle styles instead of all champions must clear X camps Y fast. Yeah. Does this spark any ideas for you guys? Anyways, thanks for the good content, and Void Monsters don't apologize for the length of their emails. <laughs> P.S. On a side note, I would absolutely love it if Riot did a Void event similar to Rise of the Eldrazi, in Magic the Gathering, where all the different factions that usually hate each other have to band together to fight the cosmic horrors. I don't know, man. Sounds pretty sick to me, but I'm a little biased. Burn one, none. I think we should put turrets in the jungle to punish (laughs) junglers for leaving the jungle. But then they get turret plating if they kill the turrets, so it's like actually... But there would be no minions. (laughs) They just have to face tank it. Yeah. But... um... (laughs) Yeah, I'm just thinking of an idea from last week, by the way. I think my I think yeah. I think like honestly 3v3 ship like could work really well. So mm-hmm. yep, I think so. Yeah. Too. I think one other thing that his kind of pitch made me think about would be like if they put in some kind of roaming camp like that, that you couldn't kill all at once. Like it's got maybe like three thousand health, but it's like you can only deal a thousand to it, and then like you can't damage it again for like thirty seconds mm-hmm. or something. Um, I, my only concern is like I don't know if this really addresses the like the the power gap between like meta and non meta junglers, yeah, right? Because because I'm imagining mm-hmm. like okay, you have a, a little Teemo from Nexus Splits running around, and if you do enough damage, you get some gold. Uh, but like again, if you're not in the right spot or don't have the mobility to be in the right spot or don't have the clear speed to like even match the the right spot mm-hmm. or to match the the other yeah. champion you know I, I then, it, that, then it's just even yeah. more of a gap mm-hmm. I, I think that you know what we talked about you know, the last show i think of you know playing around with like spawn respawn timers how scuttle kind of all plays out 
there's a lot of ways to approach it. I just, again, personally really, really dislike that jungle is so clear speed based. Mm-hmm. And part of that's because I'm bad at jungle right now um, and biased against it. But man, I, I wish that there was like more distinction in like, I want to play a tank jungler for this reason or a power farm jungler for this reason where it's, you know, in any role that you want to play, you still need to have a fast clear jungle, yep. um, right? You, you like it's you're playing a fast clear tank, a fast clear assassin, a fast clear mage, a fa- like everything has to be fast clear. And if you don't have a fast clear, it's probably a pretty shit jungler. Yep. Um, so yeah, thanks for the email, burned one none. Maybe uh, you know in a few months with preseason we'll see some uh, some fatty jungle changes. Maybe we didn't get any of this past year. Uh, next email is from Gecko. Haley cast it as I, Gecko, and I'm sad to announce the death of my main man, the Croc Boy Renekton. With the upcoming 1118 patch, he will receive the nail to his coffin. But there will be no timely funeral, as he, he was actually dead several patches ago. On another note, I got some more solo queue questions for you guys. Last time I emailed in, uh, I emailed, I mentioned I got to gold and was speedrunning back to silver. Well, that is exactly what I did. But due to the demotion shield, I stayed in gold and kept losing and my MMR dropped. With some of my confidence lost and my main champ dead, I found myself in Silver 3, but now I am thinking of a way to rebound off of uh, this series of losses. So I have a question. I think my leaning in early game is better than my late game play. Uh, Should I play to my strengths and play champions with a stronger early, or try to even out my skill set and learn more scaling champions? I'm currently playing Wukong and Shen, who have relatively strong laning slash early uh, in strong landing in early slash mid games especially with ignite and tp um wukong the summoner spell combo feels illegal uh but should i try adding a scaling champ to help with the climb slash improve myself as a player and of course having fun is the biggest priority but what do you guys uh but while trying to find a champion that hits a sweet spot i want to hear what you guys have to say on this timo has been calling me but oh boy playing him is sometimes harder than a coin flip uh harder coin flip than my solo queue teammates a final thing I would like to talk about is uh, just how to approach the game as an early game champion in extended lead, extending leads. I noticed that I tend to tunnel on the lead I created for myself in lane and not efficiently translate the lead to my team. I realized that I should just leave lane and try to make plays, but what are some specific things I can look to do? I often keep pushing top, but it becomes difficult if they just turtle tower and wave clear, or I can't walk up because my other teammates can't match my pushing pressure. I just want to know what to do so I don't join the ARI mid, which will eventually happen. Otherwise, thank you again for amazing weekly content. This is a rather long email, so I actually do apologize, at least compared to ones I've sent before. Feel free to cut it down and have an amazing week, Gecko. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and say that I don't think you should add a scaling character to your to your repertoire. I think um, in solo queue, at least, it is always better to play early game champions um and just try to snowball your lead early where you know on every single kale game sure you you may like auto win if you're really good at the character past level 16 but you know if if like 20 percent of your games don't get to level 16 that's going to be a lot worse than playing a character who auto wins early and you mm-hmm. can reliably snowball that into a into a lead like pretty easily most games like 90 percent of the games that you play so i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and say like unless you have a burning desire to learn a scaling champion i wouldn't add one just because just dominate your top lane especially for top lane where it's like entirely like snowball dependent for most of the matchups 
Like pick an early game champion, smash the early game, try to win team fights early enough before you know your your laner can catch up. Um, that's what mm-hmm. I would suggest. Yeah, I don't think you have to do anything. Like, I mean, you can definitely, in games that go late, maybe watch your VOD and see what mistakes you can find to improve that weakness that you have. Um, I think that there's a lot of things that you kind of can do to increase your lead, but towards the end, you say you often keep pushing top because it becomes really difficult if they just turtle uh, and wave clear and you can't walk up because there's not pressure elsewhere. So I, I think a really big thing, especially top lane, especially mid lane, like wave control. And if you're really ahead, don't keep dumping waves on their tower. You want to build a freeze. Because mm-hmm. if you are that ahead, especially on like a Shen or a Wukong, if you've got Ignite, like you get to a point where they just have to sit there and watch every single wave die and they mm-hmm. get nothing. Yeah. And then they have to leave the lane or farm jungle camps or do something else or hope for, like, a 3v1, like, dive on you. Like, you just freeze the wave, stand behind it, and make them either fight you or lose everything. And at that point, don't super hard commit to the fight where you're just going to die and now they're going to crash a fat wave on your tower. Just chase them off. Keep your vision. Use the massive gold that you have to buy two control wards on every base so that their jungler can never actually kill you. And you're gonna sit there, and even if you got the kills under tower, it's like 150 gold for a character you've been crushing. Them losing every wave is more gold than that. Mm-hmm. They don't get any of that experience. And they might start running around the map causing chaos that actually puts their team behind more. Like, they might try and force a really shitty dive from a weak position. And now your mid laner just got a double kill because, like, their top laner tried to force a really bad play. Yeah. All right, Masters top laner, teach us how to play. Shut the fuck up, Nick. I'm going to be fucking gold next week. <laughs> yeah, I was so going to say, if you say anything but gold, it's it's unrealistic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thanks for the email, Gecko. Next one from Cole. Uh, Aiden, did you oh. have anything to add about that? No, I think, I think it was great. Okay. I think it's good cool. at all. Yeah. Uh, next one from Cole. Hey, guys, I have a question sparked by Colton's com- complaints last week about <laughs> mid and bot laners not rotating to scuttle slash jungle fights. It says, I'm a mid laner, and I want to know your thoughts on rotating to fights and lane prio. The way I play the game currently is I will rotate to jungle fights if one, I have priority, two, I have an item and or level advantage and have a good chance of winning or adding a lot to the skirmish, or three, the fight is in my team's jungle and therefore easier to rotate to first. Otherwise, I usually just ping missing and stay in lane. If I rotate while a wave is crashing in my tower, I lose XP and gold, my opponent will get to the fight first, and I may not even be able to pick up a kill or do any assistance. The risks are so great, and I'd already be giving up the whole wave to rotate. Not to mention, if my jungler gets caught invading, there's no way I'm rotating to that if I don't have prio or a lead of some kind. I've been flamed before for not rotating to fights if the enemy jungle or even just scuttle fights while a huge wave is crashing at my tower, I can have this guaranteed gold sitting in front of me, or I can gamble and possibly give the enemy gold. I think the jungler should recognize the enemy mid has prio and play accordingly. Am I in the wrong here sometimes? Should I be looking to help my jungler even if it has a good chance to set me back in my lane matchup? Thanks, Cole. Um, I, I would say generally you're right in your approach to this. Um, and I understand that as a jungler, but 
like some of my bigger issues is that they don't consider the context they don't play you know timing a lot of it where it's like if i maybe had a ward at their raptors and i can see the lee sin is there at like one third health and i'm pinging like hey in 20 seconds when he's at red buff like we can be there and you then you know don't clear the wave out at all you don't tell me that you're gonna or you just recall even though your wave is in an even spot like those are what really frustrate me or it's like this fight's been going on for 35 seconds like yes you didn't have prio but you still could have come second <laughs> and you had a, you had a minute to do that like that that was one thing i i like a couple weeks ago i was playing uh, a game with trevor and like he didn't have prio top he was playing kale top and it's like i get that but like I killed their jungle and was running around their jungle for actually a full minute and he never moved. And I'm like, come on. Like at a certain point you can move. And there's a difference between like dumping a whole wave or like leaving when there's four caster minions left. And it's like, again, there's tons of factors on either side of it. Generally, I would say, you know, farm your wave. That's the consistent goal, but it's just so frustrating as a jungler when your teammate decides that like that 20 gold is worth completely fucking you over. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say, so, yeah. sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I think it's almost always following like worth following <laughs> like yep, every I'm single time. Like j even like, <laughs> the only time it's not worth it is like, I think this happens more mid than any other role um, is like, they're playing an assassin or someone and then you follow blind into the fog and they're just if they're waiting in a bush you just die <laughs> like, yep. like that's like the one time that i think is like the worst but in general like yeah it's probably the wrong decision as a like team play to follow them right like your jungler shouldn't be there right you shouldn't have to follow because you should your jungler shouldn't be there when i'm playing shen top there's times where i shouldn't be using my ultimate bottom because mm -hmm. like like the good lots of good shen mains at challenger won't use their ultimates when they're gonna like have like they're gonna eventually get permafrost on because they like went for a shit tp and now they're like waves fucked that being said my elo i fucking go for every single one because i would rather my my jungler not fucking just throw away the game because they're <laughs> upset that i didn't do it uh i would go i do that a hundred percent of the time not a hundred but like 90 percent of the time uh and i think that like should apply like in general especially like the lower elo you get i think the more you should just do this um i think in the higher elo you get the more like fundamentals about like how priority stuff works uh should function as well and because i also think there's a world in which maybe you don't fully have a grasp on like pr your priority as well right like maybe you can just like blow your like uh, abilities on the wave to like shove it out um get it pushing into their tower and then ha the fight's beneficial to you now right like why why maybe you should have it pushed into them sometimes when you see your jungler going for stuff like there's just lots to it um and i think that a lot of people like just like to put blame on their jungler for stuff like that yeah i'm gonna uh change your um your uh um, your rotation kind of guidelines and i just want it to everything after if including if you could just get rid of because you should just rotate to jungle fights yeah. i i think like in competitive or extremely high elo like i don't i don't know probably masters or gm plus where where people are actually like perfectly managing waves most of the time uh yeah you probably don't want to leave your lane in a shit state but like i i play in like mid to high diamond these these players don't manage waves perfectly yeah, they butcher freezes you know constantly. like no yeah no one fucking freezes perfectly every single time maybe they'll freeze it for like 
two waves or something like that. But then they just get ADHD and in like, oh, I've got to last hit every single minion now and then do nothing for the for the remaining like, I, I don't know, laning phase. So, and I, I think like in a, a like a very chaotic solo queue environment, you should never be un- like you should always move to a fight that you think you can have any sort of impact in. Mm-hmm. Like if, if you don't think you're going to get there in time probably you know like before the fight is over yeah that's probably fine because at least you can type out like i didn't expect you to live long yeah. like mm-hmm. but like if you have an opportunity yeah. to be there and actually like influence the outcome of a fight but you wanted to stay to push like a wave and a half no, i think that's the wrong play in solo queue yeah i just hit I, master tiered i think top lane is even wor- worse for for this but like where you absolutely to a thing and then you get frozen on and then their jungler realizes that, they, that their team has a freeze so then they gank you immediately when you're trying to break the freeze and it's like okay now the game's over for you but like that happens to me one in five times that this happens and this is master tier at this point now like i just don't mm-hmm. think it's as big of an issue as like like in, in a perfect game in a perfect world yeah you probably aren't able to actually go for this but that's not how solo queue works especially like low realist yeah i I would also mention um like the idea of can i strongly affect this yeah there like there are definitely going to be times where like maybe you don't have a ton of mana you don't have your cooldowns you're just not an early game character but like your presence period makes a huge difference your auto attacks make a huge difference you know the fact that you being there might make them think oh you know maybe the top and mid laner are coming like there's so much more if there that can really like i've had you know so many times where it's like hey i was you know pretty well um i could have only casted one rotation like i couldn't have casted a single rotation it's like literally like you standing there would have made them hesitate about dropping three flashes immediately forward. I, Nick, I like, do think that is a very like jungler mentality because mm-hmm. at the same time I can I can pitch the argument. Uh, I don't think you should go if you're almost out of mana because it may push your jungler to do some stupid shit that they wouldn't it's, have done without you there. It is funny because Nick, you've made fun of me for this before, <laughs> but like as like in my, in my shine game, sometimes there's times where you need to alt bottom, but more than anything to like scare people off or TP bottom to scare people off. So like I'll TP your shen alt in the middle of lane so my to get it canceled per- to get it purposely canceled because like <laughs> the enemy team will back off bottom um yeah so they won't die they'll get out of their gank but i get to stay top lane <laughs> mm-hmm. uh it's like that's like the dream mm-hmm. that's like the, that and like its essence <laughs> yeah so i mean there's definitely a balance but like in solo queue go to whatever fight that, that you can realistically go to yeah i agree as, I a, as, the, as your baseline number one priority and then yeah. like go from there mm-hmm. like uh, next email is from Skep. Uh, good day, fleshy mammals. Here to tell you all about my first report that I actually sent to Riot instead of using the shitty in-game one. Got on League and decided to play some rank, <laughs> got into champion select, everything was fine until the AD carry asked the support to choose a different support uh, when he had selected Shaco. The GP mid said, don't worry dude, I got you, and that fucker banned Shaco. What the fuck? Support locks in brand and says, GG's, see you in hell, F slur. <laughs> now, That's I knew up. this was going to be uh, going to be terrible just from the champion select, but mama ain't raised no oh, bitch. No. And I was going to see it through to the end. Brand runs it down and gives GP's lane her first blood, stays in his lane for the first five minutes, taking CS and calling him a pussy. Eddie Carey asked the brand to just please come bottom lane and help him play. 
Bran says, uh, stays bottom, except for he dives their tower a few times and just trolls bot lane in Bran player fashion. It's not even 15 minutes into the game and I'm already tilted out of my mind because I am caving in the cannon top lane and making him rage in all chat. Bran continues to go mid, take CS and troll this GP. Uh, and the GP is begging for the enemy team to report the brand since he's trolling while this wouldn't have happened in the first place if he didn't ban Shaco. I decided to say uh, to also report the GP because he banned the supports champion during champ select. GP fucking shuts down and starts cussing me out calling me slurs like a true league player. GP then says I'm sick of this. I've already logged into HBO Max. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Suck like my juicy drop. balls and <laughs> AFKs. This wasn't any normal AFK. This guy sat at tower and moved around a bit so he wouldn't get penalized for AFK. What a fucking dick. So now it's just me destroying everybody as my Chogath jungle gapping their jungle and our fucking suicide bomb Kog'Maw that is somehow positive. We're winning team fights and even getting some aces with only the three of us. Sadly, we can't carry hard enough when we lose the game, but I do manage to get a pretty swanky mastery token from my boy Cho and a Kennen's mental who is absolutely destroyed. I have reported both the brand and GP and have not received a message that anything has been done. Hope you guys enjoyed possibly my worst ranked game to date. And sorry for the extensive story time. This is exactly 2,331 characters. <laughs> Much love, Skip. Reminder, Jesus, you can dodge. You, yeah. <laughs> Just a reminder, just out there. Minus 3 LP. Minus 3 LP. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like lose your 3 LP, save half an hour. Save yep. your mental. Uh, I think that's or, the biggest part your of mental. dodging. Or you just play yeah. it like in, like you're, you're playing it with the intent that I yeah. need to play this so I can report them after, which is also like a yeah. fine way of doing it that allows you to trust the system. But I, I very much sounds like you didn't just play it just to report them. It sounds like you played it to try and win, <laughs> which I definitely wouldn't go into the game like that. But uh, yeah, hopefully your next games are better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, we skipped over an email. So the next one is from Beat Roots. Beat Roots. Uh, hey guys, it's your daily serving of vegetables here with a nutritional email. I've been binging the show to catch up because I fell a month uh, behind a month after ranked induced depression, and I heard the email from Grams and felt compelled to share my own experience. See, I find when I play League, I get tilted very easily and focus on my own mistakes a lot. So I've taken uh, to enjoying some of Ivern's grass, and like Graham says, uh, it helps with some flaws. I have to get lightly toasted. Namely, I don't get tilted tilted as fast. I don't second guess myself and I don't take the impulsive three to seven, 30, 70 chance for, at success versus uh, dying. But too much just makes me slow. So I can't uh, recommend getting too toasty and to end the email with some brain food. What are each of your guys' most favorite and least favorite champions visually and thematically? Sorry for the ancient sea scroll of an email and good luck in your games. Yours truly hard rooted in silver beat roots. Um, our favorite like thematic characters. Alistar, um, he's cow. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. I mean, thematically, Oriana's always been really high up there for me. I think she's super well designed. I think Jin is, is probably in my top three. Uh, I fucking love those characters. Like Oriana and Jin are probably two of my top three. I'd have to think a little bit to go further. Yeah, I've got a a long list, uh, but I'll say like Swain, Samira, and probably Lucian are like thematically my favorite 
characters in the game. Ooh, I think the they're like oh. so fun. I think their play styles are super interesting and, and uh, like different from a lot of other characters in the game. How about you, Aiden? Um, yeah, Tom Kenny said cow. Cow. I said oh, cow. Oh, yeah, Alistair. I actually really like cow and frog. I think it's cow and frog. frog. I do like the fucking animal. You like animal champions? Yeah, Yeah, they're cool. (laughs) Furry (laughs) question mark? No. Anyway, yeah. Uh, Next email is from Elliot. Uh, So, as I'm writing this email, I'm currently nine zero and ranked in bronze three. I thought he was in a ranked game and he was nine zero. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, same man. I hope he is. I hope he is. Dear diary. <laughs> hey, I just killed their mid laner. What am I doing now? Smurfing. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> it's been crazy, but I've done it with two champions, Lissandra 4-0 in the last nine and Misfortune 5-0 in the last nine. How did I do this? Honestly, I have no clue, but here is how I have built them. Lissandra, Dark Harvest into Leandries and Horizon Focus. Holy fuck, does this do a ton of damage? better than Everfrost or even Ludens, and Dark Harvest is actually kind of nutty right now on her. Uh, Misfortune, I've been playing mid and have been building Arcane Comet and then into Leandries and Ugh. then Collector. Ugh. Oh my god, she's such a lane bully, especially when you max E. You clear waves and honestly not a champ. A lot of champs can beat her in lane. It's so much fun and people don't know how to build against it since you're still going to build AD, but just with Leandries. Anyway, I hope this goes through. Thanks for the wonderful podcast. That misfortune build should get you put away, man. <laughs> it's just like it's every single ARAM. I swear. Uh, that's, that's, uh, man, that's some. Uh, There's no way it's mm-mm. good for solo key for like, uh, like. I don't think right? so either. No, <laughs> not like outside of a cheesy support role, I think. But. Uh, it sounds so toxic to lean against. It does. Um, and I know, I know my jungler would sit there if I was mid and say, you're losing to AP Fortune? How is that possible? And I'm like, just gank her. She's pushed up all game. I mean, I would all the time. Absolutely. Don't lose to AP mm-hmm. Fortune. Just get out of the E. What do you mean? Yeah. Just, anyway. just don't get hit by the E. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Elliot. Good luck in your you. uh, your ranked climb. The next email no, from... bad luck. Bad yeah. luck. You shouldn't play that. Yeah, yeah bad. Um, next email is from Skydrill. Hello, my name is Skydrill, and this is my first time writing in since I started listening back in April 2020 when I started League. Recently, I was at a friend's house, and they all pointed out that I used a locked camera and how weird it was, which made me really think about it. I always thought it was fine playing in locked mode, and I knew other people played in unlocked, but I never knew it was something that affects your gameplay since I could just click the map for where I wanted to see. Would it be beneficial for me to learn how to play in unlocked, or is it okay for me to keep playing since uh, keep playing locked since I'm comfortable with it? Uh, thank you for taking the time to read my email uh, and hope you all have a great day. P.S. I got my name from when I bought Minecraft uh, in 2011 and my dad, me and my dad just put two words together and came out with this. Sky Drill. That's a pretty cool name. It is really cool. That sounds like a Final yeah. Fantasy move. Yeah, right, like Sky Drill with, with the same origin as Blue Basket is just infinitely better. Honestly, yeah. it, sounds like a, it sounds like Zapdos like unique move, you know? Yeah, Zapdos, you Zap- sky drill. Hell yeah, that'd be sick. Um, I I mean we've we've talked about this before, and I think specifically recently. Um, the gist of it is unlocked is generally speaking gonna be more beneficial just because you have more control over like camera and skill shots and things like that. But there's not like a huge detriment to playing, um, locked. Yeah, so it's it, generally it, generally better, but. 
it's not gonna it's not gonna take you to challenger by just like unlocking your camera so nobody unlocks their camera and shoots up four divisions yeah they drop one while they learn how to play it and then maybe get better later that that being said if it's something you're interested in just do it just unlock your camera leave it unlocked and figure out how to like retrain your muscle memory because that's the best way to do it um coming from someone who spent 10 years playing normal cast and then switch to quick cast and it i don't understand how i played this game before yeah anyway cool. thanks guys that, nick that's why you're fucking the highest rank you've ever been i mean it honestly maybe there are some Shit, characters dude. that i honestly don't think you can play with normal cast mm-hmm. forgive me master i'm taking off the training weights <laughs> for real let's let's get, get your rockley haircut i must on, go buddy. out all just this one it's crazy just to play this lucian. lucian is like one that's like yeah. really important to play with quick i don't understand how i played lucian before yeah without i don't quick either uh like champions like cassiopeia yeah like there's no shot you play that character <laughs> on normal cast yeah not well no uh anyway thanks again for the email sky drill um next one from dante says this is my first full season of ranked where i actually know what i'm doing last season i played akali as my first champion and didn't know what i was doing at all i ended last season in mid iron and i've pretty much been one tricking her since then and i know i've gotten a lot better Uh, i've hovered around silver four through silver two except these last couple weeks my win rate went down the shitter and I've been really feast or famine with my ninja girl. I know I'm probably a mid-bronze player, and I'm really happy to have even gotten close to silver one after my, fi- after my first real season of ranked, but I'd much rather uh, be consistently average than dropping 15 to 20 kills with one to three deaths or going to an eight. My question is pretty much how do I get more consistent with my play? I really don't want to switch champions because I really do like playing Kali, and every time I try a new type of character, I get really bored. Should I keep playing ranked? I'd enjoy to actually get to the elo I belong, but I don't want to be the guy that ints games, uh, but also normals just aren't as fun anymore. Anyways, hope you're all doing well. Keep up the great work. Sorry for the girthy email. P.S. Sorry for bad grammar. English is my first language. I'm just tired <laughs> and stupid. <laughs> so good. Um, well, switcheroo there. Yeah, so, I mean, Feast and Famine playstyle, I think, generally comes down to, I mean, like, going for plays with limited information or relying on execution outplays. Um, like, I think uh, those the are Colton two- special. <laughs> yeah, right, where it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm going into a situation that's 40-60, but I believe that I can make that 40 happen. Mm-hmm. Um, or just, like... I'm going to all in this person, and if their jungler is not here, I'll get the kill. If they are, I'm going to int, and they're going to get two tower plates, and I'm just praying they're not here. Um, I mean, how to play more consistently? I, always one thing we mentioned, like visions, vision and farm, right? If you know where their team is at all times, you can make better decisions. If you're farmed up, you can have more gold than the opponent every single game, because people in mid-bronze, low-silver are not hitting perfect CS, right? I can I can guarantee every game that I'm going to be, you know, 800 gold ahead of their mid laner at 10 minutes because I'm hitting more farm than them. And so at that point, if I'm not inting and the game's not down the shitter, like, I have a lot more potential to do things when I get my Mythic five minutes before they do. Mm-hmm. Farm is honestly OP. 
like yeah. for the for the amount that people usually get versus the amount that is left on hmm? on summoners rift un like claimed farm is op yeah i did a replay review for someone and i was like showing them that they average like four cs a minute or whatever i'm like mm-hmm. yeah if you just get up to like eight which is reasonable by the way like it's definitely reasonable yeah. to eight um this game you would have gotten two and a half extra items or, so, or like one and a half extra items or whatever the number was so i was like that's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, that, that's something that I, I tend to focus on a lot during. Uh, we'll peel back the curtain a little bit um, during when I when I look at um, account reviews because it's something that's just easy to take a look at. Yeah, it's a metric. A lot yeah. of people are are, le- are are like four to six, I would say. When like mm-hmm. realistically, seven to eight is, is like probably where you should be on average, and that just leads to having so much more gold. Than, yeah. than you would like typically have if, if you're if you're at perfect cs like you're gonna have a full item ahead of where you should be like yeah. where your lane opponent will be guaranteed mm-hmm. yeah and so i think a really good example jumping back to the cinder game i talked about at the very top of the show was like i was down like three deaths to the vigar and i was ahead in gold mm-hmm. because i was out farming him that well and like getting tower plates tower plates are an insane mm-hmm. source of gold by the way um if you're not aware like trevor he's a diana main diana shreds towers <laughs> and so is, it's so fucked how much gold he gets from tower mm-hmm. plates um but yeah farm farm is so huge I, I think one other thing besides looking at your average farm number because i think that that's really big but one thing i also point out in a lot of my reviews is look at like your farm numbers in short games and long games because i find a lot of players get that like six or seven for the first 15 minutes and then it drops to like two yeah i mean that's right. really hard to to like it, it's hard to maintain mm-hmm. the entire time but figuring yeah, it's, out it's, how to do that and where it's you a lot harder to cs yeah. is, is really important it, it's hard to keep it up but continuing to farm in the mid game is yeah. huge and that's where like you're going to be able to still keep getting items even if you're not getting like three kills in a team fight or you know you're just not having the chance to team fight like you gotta keep farming mm-hmm. in the mid game and, and i think that that's one of the biggest things is like hey you had 150 farm in this 20 minute game and 160 farm in this 30 minute game yeah like what what were you doing in that last 10 minutes yeah also um i know like i'm not advi- i'm not saying that you should always take your jungler's farm but if your jungler is say like he's coming from red and he's like pathing towards blue and he skips over raptors as a mid laner take raptors like first of all like um your jungler already pathed over them and he's gonna path like through wolves blue buff gromp bottom sort of thing uh take it a it's good because you're getting extra gold b uh it's gonna respawn by the time he actually wraps back around and c the way that jungle works is that jungle camps are based on the uh average level of everyone in the game or is it your team or whoever whatever either way like Mm-hmm. they'll level up so you clear them actually will make them be worth more next time he comes back mm-hmm. around yeah I'm, yeah when avoid... you clear them yeah. they're gonna be they're gonna respawn and be worth more for your jungler yeah and fucking psa to all the fucking mid laners out there yeah. if your jungler like gets invaded and there's a fight yeah or gets counter jungled and there's like one wolf or yeah, one raptor kill it yeah because like it being dead 30 seconds earlier because i don't have to wait to path there yeah is massive or like if i just you know died in the dragon fight stealing the dragon and they come up and leave one raptor like please please just kill it and have it done and yeah like aiden said if they skip it and they're clear yeah 
right? Like if they're doing their first clear and they skip those Raptors and you have the opportunity to do it, like it's going to respawn. They're going to still get that later. They've passed it. Yeah. Like they're going to be doing shit on the other side of the map before they want to come back to that. Yeah. You get more gold, you get more experience, and they're going to get just as much when it respawns and is worth more. Just don't do it. Mm-hmm. Like, like don't actually just fuck with their clear because they do need the gold. If you're clearing their top, their, their side of the jungle while they're on that side of the jungle, though, like, you're actually trolling them. You're just denying them gold. But, like, mm-hmm. yeah, if they're not going to be there by the time it respawns, like, in two minutes, then uh, f- clear it. Like, it, it's gold for your mm-hmm. team that you're leaving on the yeah. table. So. And and ask if you, if like, if you yeah. really want to power farm, ask. I'd say side laners, the, the Gromp, Mm-hmm. Is not as bad as Krugs, but like taking Krugs takes a long time. And there will be certain games where like I haven't taken a Krug camp by like nine minutes. Yeah. yeah. Please bot lane, just kill that shit. Yeah. Like let it respawn and be worth more. Cause now I'm gonna go there and I'm gonna be like, wow, I, it still takes a long time and it's worth nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, communication is huge. Being aware of their clear empathing is huge. And yeah, all, all of that. So crush it. Cool. Hell yeah. Thanks, Dante. Next email is from... Oh, keep playing ranked, by the way. I don't know if yeah. you have said that. Keep playing ranked. Yeah, just keep playing ranked. Um, it, yeah, obviously there are other, like, good flashy characters, but if you like a Kali, stick to a Kali. Just try and work on making those higher percentage plays and farming it up. Yeah. Yep. Um, next one from the original Nathan. said, I started using the Mobilytics as a general extension of OP.GG. The statistical analysis showing up weaknesses in my game but a couple weeks ago i finally got around to downloading the desktop app and some of the shit it offers you is crazy and makes me feel kind of uncomfortable like does this venture into cheating territory there's the general stuff like spell order pushing runes etc no big deal there but it also pops up notifications when other characters buy key items hit power spikes and even overlays jungle respawn timers on the minimap if I wasn't looking and missed the enemy jungler on a ward, but it turned out that they just finished their mythic item since the last time we had vision on them, the second they appear on the minimap, it pops up a notification that Lee Sin bought Gore Drinker, and I know they just appeared on vision somewhere, and I'm able to look around my map and catch them when I wouldn't otherwise. Same thing with jungle camps. If we see the enemy jungle take their raptors, I now have an overlaid respawn timer on my minimap showing to the second when the camp is going to come back, which facilitates counter jungling, etc. Um, know the distinction it is doesn't offer you any information that you don't have access to by playing the game, but there still is a definitive competitive advantage it's giving you that I can't help but feel uncomfortable with. I promise this isn't a big brain ad campaign, genuinely curious to hear your takes on it. Where is the line? Just as a follow-up slash discussion point to this, if you think the game updating you whenever the jungler reveals themselves in vision, uh, showing the hit an item or level power spike is fine, what if the app gave a notification whenever the enemy jungler had any change in CS? Uh, basically, anytime they came into vision, you might get a pop-up notification of it. The original Nathan. Yeah, I mean, it's a slippery slope. I think the main thing is, like, at a baseline, like, this is not a good discussion point, but we'll, like, discuss it after, is that Riot can determine whatever they want is okay for the game, and currently this is okay for the game. Um, that being said, I think for us, I personally think it's probably, like, a little bit too much. I don't think it's bad mm-hmm. if you do use it while it's available, but I think it'd be fine if they removed it. I think, like, yeah, you can push this to the nth degree, right? Like you said, like, oh, uh, their jungler has 12 more CS since the last time we saw him, meaning it pings you 
uh, Lee Sin has taken three camps since the last time you saw him, right? And he just came out of, like, red side jungle. You go, okay, so he cleared three camps on red side jungle, um, right? Or um, what if literally every single time someone came into vision, it just pinged right on them, right? These are all mm -hmm. things that, yeah. in theory, it could do, right? Because it's nothing that, like, you can't show people CSing in Fog of War, right? Because that, that is information you don't have access to. But in theory, you have vision of someone. So, like, the gate, they, they, someone could make an app that pings the enemy whenever they're coming to vision right yeah and I, and I think like what you're talking about like it can go a lot further in that like yeah. it, it assisting you so like right it's it wouldn't be super hard to have a program that's let's say like okay it, it not only tells you the next spawn of that camp but you know it, it says Lee Sin was here 20 seconds ago when the camp died yeah. based on his movement speed which we know this is the ring he could be in. Yep. <laughs> you know, we saw the, the the support last nine seconds ago. Based on their movement speed and abilities and cooldown reduction, this is the range they could be in. Or yep. like, these are the paths they could be taking. Like, there's so much you could have there. And like, you know, the easy things are, okay, tracking like summoner cooldowns, the big camp yep. respawns and the small camp respawns. I think a lot of that stuff is fine, right? Like everyone made the fucking like, it was a big deal back when Lemon Nation had the notebook and was tracking camp timers, right? Yeah. But, like, that's just standard now. Um, and a lot of it's just in the game where all of that stuff, like, shows up eventually. It's just not to the second yeah, uh, I, until later on. I like, think they made it so you can't... Like, I think originally, like, the only thing that's, like, kind of limited right now that you, in theory, could just do, like, knowledge-based that, like, uh, Riot limits you from doing in applications is before you can have a program that, like say you clicked on their uh flash or whatever it would like put it on like a five minute cooldown minus all their like lucidity oh, boots minus their whatever it would do all the calculations because that's that's all that's all calculations that you can see right like i can see that they have lucidity boots. i can see that they have whatever rune reduces um flash cooldown um it would do all the calculations and it would like almost time it in game right and they've said yeah no you can't do that but that is just something you physically could get, could do, right? It's just they thought mm -hmm. that was, like, too mm -hmm. too far, right? So it's, like, kind of a line of wherever Riot says. Because it is an arbitrary line, because that is something that you could do. Um, yeah. That they've said is and, not. And, yeah, I mean, like, you could have very, like, easily, right, put in programs for, like, damage calculation. Yep. Where it's, like, okay, if I hover over my Q ability, it'll tell me how much damage it will deal to, like... Their top laner, yep. their mid laner, their jungler, based on their current magic resist, or yep. like their health, if it's a health based ability. Like, you could put all of that in there and, and it could help. But I think ultimately, one of the biggest things is that it's not going to necessarily make you a better player. Yeah. And a lot of that's, it's like, at a certain point, you just have all of this information and still have to do something with it. Yeah. Um, there's certainly a, a, like a certain point where it's like, a League of Legends AI telling you how to play the game, mm -hmm. right? Like them telling you the spawn camp, like the spawn timer to the second of wolves is, is not that. Uh, again, you could have absolutely something that's like, hey, mine thousands of hours of League of Legends gameplay. And it's just like constantly tracking the enemy jungle and support based on the probability of like where they are, their best clear, where they were last seen, like all of that shit. And it would probably be very, very good at doing that. That, I think, would be, you know, borderline cheating. But, you know, it telling you when their wolves come up and pinging when they buy a big item, like, no, not really. 
It's probably borderline, it. but it's probably fine. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I, I think it's a good discussion, though. I just think it's really yeah. good to talk mm. about stuff like that. Thanks, cool. Nathan. Yeah. Next email is from uh, iGecko. Uh, hey there, guys. Love the cast. Have learned a lot, and the resource is super valuable to a newer player such as myself. Been playing League for a few months now, and I'm a Thresh main support player. My question is not a quite a question, but a desire to hear you guys talk about what you want out of your perma roaming supports. I've not played enough ranked to be placed yet, just farming normals for skill gains and game knowledge. I'm around mid to low silver from what I can tell based on the accounts of the people I get matched with. Um, I love Thresh, but a champion whose playstyle is a glorious thing to behold. I play aggressive in lane and will roam mid and invade with my jungle at the drop of a hat. I rarely get flamed by my AD carry for miss roaming uh, and often get my mid kills when ganking. I'm looking for in-depth uh, tips, tricks, and advice from your experience of playing alongside plats such diamond level thresh players. I always prioritize pink wards and roaming mid from base. Uh, I put my pink in the bot side river bush and try to wrap around behind the mid river walls unless there, uh, unless there, I think there is a need to contest bush control in lane uh, such as versus pike or there's real kill potential in lane. I lean riverside and try to rotate to my mid or jungle whenever there is cause. I regularly invade with my AD carry or jungle to steal camps and 2v1 the enemy jungler. Uh, when I roam, I try to make sure my AD carry has a good vision, uh, but honestly, I think I can spend too much time away from lane helping jungle with rift, for example, if the cards make it uh, a play that seem viable. If my AD carry dies or gets behind in CS, I consider it a failed roam, unless I have gotten the team good compensation elsewhere on the map. What do roaming supports do when you notice particularly good plays? Should I consider uh, trying to roam top more than I do? Currently, it's one game in 10 that I find myself up there. What do your favorite Thresh players do that make them your favorite? What is Thresh's champion's identity in your opinions? Uh, what is a good target vision score to average across games? How do I handle roaming when my AD carry is behind? I feel the pressure to get my other lanes in, into a position to carry the game, but also don't want my AD carry to be unable to get CS or experience, let alone die to be one in lane. Uh, unsure how to play this, and I tend to just stay in lane and the game feels like a coin flip. Thank you for your time and patience. Love to hear any thoughts you might have that I've... Uh, not mentioned so far on Thresh as a roaming support. P.S. I love to think of the fear I put into people's hearts in the loading screen. A level 40 account uh, with over 100,000 uh, points in Mastery 7. People often think I'm a smurf. Uh, Pops, if you um, know of any good Thresh coaches or content creators, I'd love to be pointed their way. Much love, iGecko. Um, so there's a lot of questions, and we'll kind of just touch on each of them. Uh, sort of briefly because I think um, yeah those, that's a that's a lot to talk about. There's a lot of content and Thresh in particular is a really hard character because like he's everything. Mm-hmm. Um, like, <laughs> what do roaming supports do uh, when you notice particularly good plays? Uh, I think just being in the right spot at a right time, it's hard to know like where to be. But figuring out like where fights are going to break out next and being there to set up vision and just have presence before <laughs> it happens is much more important than showing up afterwards. Yeah. Also not abandoning bot lane entirely to roam or setting it up in a way that that's doable. Like there's a big difference between a perma roaming bard who has like an Ezreal in lane who's safe versus someone who abandons like a jinx mm -hmm. against fucking, I don't know, like Alistar and Ephelios, it's like they're just gonna power fucking farm you and there's nothing you can do about it um it, it's tough um i would say you know it, really important things on like big roaming supports are 
if you're going to want to play that style, you need to track your jungler and their jungler. You need to know where the vision is. Otherwise, you're going to be on like a 30 second mission that does nothing. Um, being able to like execute dives is really important and knowing how to like play off aggro. Whenever I play Alistar, I roam a lot and I will often like hex flash behind their mid tower and bop their character into the mid lane to kill mm -hmm. I, you know i need to know how much damage i can take and mm -hmm. if that's a viable option um thresh is really tough because you can play him hyper roam you can never leave lane with him you can play him as an engaged tank you can play him as almost like a peel enchanter like there's so much you can do with thresh um i, I would say things to consider are like flay forward or flay back follow the hook or don't um, obviously lantern usage is really important. If you're throwing it out for vision, it's not going to be up when you need it, but sometimes that is the right play. It's, I mean, there's a whole lot there. Um, vision score, tough to put a hard number on, but I mean, I would say just work on consistently improving it when you can, you know, if you're using sweeper, try and make sure at minimum you're getting one ward per sweeper. Um, you know, if you're tracking where they're placing them, that shouldn't be particularly difficult. And if you're, you know, sweeping over a huge area and don't find a single ward, then, you know, that's probably not a super efficient use of sweeper either. Like you're clearing deep in your own jungle or deep in their jungle, you know, places where there wouldn't probably be wards to begin with. Yeah, yeah I mean, unless you're setting up for an objective. Mm hmm um yeah, yeah uh otherwise i mean i i think the only other thing to consider is um how to handle roaming when your ad carries behind it it's 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 a like a feeling you get where you you obviously don't want to abandon bot lane because that's an important role and you don't want to completely negate the weakest character on the map without a support um, but at the same time, you don't want to babysit a character who is going to need 20 minutes to do anything. Um, so uh, if you feel like you can safely leave lane without your AD carry dying and having to give up too much farm, I would say that's the benchmark for a time to roam. Mm -hmm. um, you also so. like, you know, realize the position of waves. If like your mid laner is freezing, they probably don't want to gank anyway. Um, and like if you're abandoning all that exp bot lane in gold that's really unfortunate because now you're behind if it doesn't go super super well mm -hmm. um and i would also throw it out there if you don't have your warding item yet probably try and chill on the roaming until you can also place vision while you roam yeah uh it depends and and I mean, yeah there, there are certainly times you can roam without it but like mm -hmm. If you've got fucking three Targon stacks yeah, and you sure. are only at 300 gold, like, at least, at least use your stacks before you leave. Mm -hmm. Yep, and then, obviously, like, abusing, uh, like, summoner spell cooldowns if you're in a particularly, or if you have a particularly volatile, you know, solo lane that, you know, they both burn flashes, maybe looking there, like, often is a is a good play. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, that's, that's a great one, I think. Yeah, tracking... Uh, summoner spells right like if there was let's say a level white level one fiasco fight and like both mid laners blue flash and you're you know you're you're just playing a, a cheeky little leona mm -hmm. it's like just walk mid flash stun they die mm -hmm. yep. hooray your mid laner just one lane mm -hmm. yeah if, they, if the other team doesn't have teleport they probably just one game like 
stuff like that is really big. Yeah, um, I, I think support is a role where, for the most part, you don't have to do a lot. Um, but you can absolutely 1v9 the game if you like have enough knowledge and, and just being in the right place at the right time. Uh, I, as for favorite, like... Thresh players, I don't know of any like one tricks in particular that I would highlight. Um, I I would kind of just take a look at like if you're if you're looking for how to roam properly, uh, I would definitely look at any game Core JJ's played in in probably yeah. the past month uh, because he's kind of like revolutionized that position at least in North America competitive. Um, and just kind of like emulate what he's doing or try to figure out like okay why is he. Like, why is he leaving lane now? Why is he only spending 14% of the time in, in yeah. bot lane? Roaming you know, super like OP right now. Like, literally just go to, like, uh, like the League of Legends Twitch and then just look for Thresh players. Like, any high elo Thresh will be roaming a ton because roaming on support is super OP right now. So, mm-hmm. yep. Cool. Thanks, uh, iGecko. Good luck. Uh, our penultimate emails from Jonathan. Hi, my name is Jonathan. First of all, I want to apologize for my English. I am Azir one trick and really need to ask you guys about a an Azir bug that I really don't like. Whenever I use my ultimate on Azir, uh, right before I die, it doesn't go off. Like if I'm under tower and getting ganked, I use my ultimate and uh, die right before it lands, but it doesn't do anything. No damage, no knockup, no nothing. It just goes right through them. If I hit, uh, if it would have hit, I would have got a double. Happens to me uh, often. My next question is my ultimate that I um have is supposed to be a wall of my soldiers right but why can kane walk right through it why does kiana ultimate proc around my ultimate like a normal wall uh that should not be able to do that in my opinion what do you guys think about this jonathan um so the first one i i assume there's a lot of bugs about like abilities on death um that's just a really unfortunate aspect of like the game um yeah I, but like I would be, also... be be aware of that and you know try to use it prematurely so you don't mm-hmm. you know have it have it die it, down like that it might also not be a bug if you're still in the cast animation when you die a lot of abilities will fizzle mm-hmm. yeah um so that's that's one of the things is like animation times vary character to character and i think azir alt has a little bit more of a wind up on it um than you know some other faster abilities but like it really feels shitty and like a bug sometimes, but it's just that, you know, if you die while you're casting it, you don't complete the cast because you're dead and it fizzles. And so even if the animation started, you didn't actually cast the ability. Um, and it really fucking sucks. Yeah, so it, Why can Kane run through it like regular terrain and Kiana ult it like regular terrain? That's a good question. Because it is terrain. You're yeah. creating terrain and that's how those characters' abilities function. Um, it's just an unfortunate part of like you picked a character who has a really powerful ability in creating terrain and there are specific characters that are really good against characters that create terrain Mm -hmm. yeah apparently like it was introduced like five months ago people aren't really sure if it's a bug or not it sounds like riot doesn't think it's a bug they're like cool with it Mm, it's like it's that is um ultimate now fizzles when he dives um oh i see so Mm -hmm. therefore you're dying right as you cast it so it doesn't actually have any like uh like hit it's not actually terrain anymore right so it just fizzles right away but that's mm-hmm. apparently what it is. Uh, people are pretty unsure if it's a bug. A lot of people are saying that they think that it's intended, but not, there hasn't been really anything from Riot on it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and and there are obviously like tons of different unique interactions of some characters that will go off, some that it won't. Yeah, some that when you like flash during an ability, it'll cast from where you were or where you end up. I mean, there's a whole bunch of crazy spaghetti in League. So hopefully, yeah. at, at the very least 
it's consistent and you can learn how it works for your character that's about as best we can hope um again like they were saying it, it is terrain and that's how things interact i think if anything it would be nice if they you know just made it very clear to you as an azir player that like even though it's a wall of your soldiers this is terrain yeah it interacts with everything that interacts with terrain in the same way Vayne can pin you against it kiana can ulti off of it camille can hookshot off of it like akshan can swing around it this is terrain i think that 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 clarity is really important um i don't think that necessarily it should not be terrain but if it's someone who plays a lot of azir and they're like why then you know hey maybe there should be a little more clarity in the tooltip and the description to say this works like all other terrain and it actually should you know i i i, I mean there are a lot of like tooltip discrepancies oh, yeah. and, and oh, yeah. like deficiencies oh, yeah. that league has but that that's mm-hmm. it's supposed to work that way yeah thanks we, Jonathan. we can just hope that it's clear and final email for episode 499 from nathan hey when you guys talk about the kiana jungle changes please note that they're trying to do her eq auto aim combo now forces you to miss your skill shot if they use a movement ability in the middle of it without giving you the opportunity to outplay aka aim your Q as a skill shot itself. Yet another example of Riot making a character clunkier slash worse instead of just tweaking the numbers properly. If I understand the change correctly, you now cannot EQ a moving target regardless of where your cursor is unless you wait for the E animation to finish completely. Nathan. So yeah, it has uh, to be I this believe way, that's <laughs> it's only for dashes and teleports. Obviously, if a character's like walking, it's yeah. still gonna auto aim and hit them. Yeah. Um but it, it feels really bad to like have Kiana follow the dash that no human could follow because she buffered yeah. an ability. I think his main issue with it is that like in theory you could EQ E then aim the Q really quick and then do it like on a dash. Um but if you do it too quick now, it will miss because they dashed, right? Um, but the idea is that you can't have it do both things or else, like, then it wouldn't just be able to auto, like, target for other things. Yeah. So it's, like, you have to have it one way or the other. Um, this way is, like, a healthy way so you don't abuse, like, the fact that you can follow in inhumane reactions. Um, but it still allows for, like, yeah. her to do qu- crazy quick combos, like, on, in other situations. So it might feel a little bit clunky, but I would at least wait to play with it first before we make any uh, decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd be interested to see because, like, in my mind, I would rather have it just be like a regular skill shot that you can miss. But I think that that kind of fucks over the speed of her combo. I don't play Kiana. I don't that would know, feel but... one trillion percent worse than than this change right now. Yeah. So I, I I support it. The alternative is yeah, having it to where you have to manually aim it, but also control your mouse like during the thing. I don't know. It, I th- I think this is the best way to do it. Yeah so right. cool yeah. thank you nathan so. that'll do it for this episode of leecast episode 499 boys we did it um email us mail at leecastpodcast.com watch us on twitch twitch.tv slash bluebasket slash leecast frost and slash king lardout tweet at us at leecast on facebook we are leecast visit our website leecastpodcast.com join our discord leecastpodcast.com forward slash discord there's also a widget on the uh, homepage that you can click on and finally support us on patreon patreon.com forward slash leecast uh thank you guys so much for listening make sure you join us next week for episode 500 thank you guys for listening bye bye bye, bye.